Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic, and welcome to the Chosen of Valhalla live stream for the month of April and episode 341 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. I am joined today by my panel of the Chosen of Valhalla, and we've got a pretty full house today, so very, very excited to see what they have been up to, what projects they've been working on, movies they've been watching and want to talk about, or anything else pop culture related. Before, though, getting any further, I did want to give a shout out to Mr. Roy, who unfortunately will not be able to join us today because he is working. Um, He might be uh, jumping in the chat, though, to, to listen in or something. Uh, but again, shout out to Mr. Roy uh, on that one. And then also a huge shout out to Rosetta Allen. Uh, praying for Rosetta Allen. If everyone could just keep your, keep her in your thoughts and prayers. She recently lost her father and um, has been dealing with other health issues as well. So uh, please do keep her in your thoughts and prayers. She's going to be listening in, uh, I think, today for a little bit, uh, hanging out. Um, uh, so any love or support you can send her way, I know that she would really greatly appreciate that. So... Uh, again, thoughts and prayers out to Rosetta, and uh, also Mr. Roy. I hope that work is going okay for you. Uh, anyway, before we go any further, please make sure you smash that like button, not that fire button. If you're watching over on Odyssey, we're also live on D Live, Twitter, everywhere else. And we'll go ahead and introduce some people. Let's get Laura back in here. Uh, there we go. So let's start off just with uh, the order that I had in front of me. So ZK Man, what's going on, K Man? I'm doing pretty good. I actually worked last night. Uh, I get to go back into work tonight. <laughs> oh, goodness me. So was it like an all-night shift, basically? Yeah, pretty much uh, from 10 o'clock to 6 this morning. Oh, boy. So you got some sleep then? I will eventually. <laughs> so you haven't slept <laughs> since last night? Uh, not since oh, about no. six thirty, seven o'clock last night. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. I am so sorry. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, I, I'm used to it. Oh my goodness! Have you uh, have you had to do any like yard work or anything like anything like that today? In addition to, or have you been at least be able to relax? No, I've been able to relax, and I did okay. most of my yard work this past Tuesday. Okay. Very very nice. Well, I'm happy to have you here. It's been a while, and obviously, uh, I think the last time you were on, it was right around the time that you had finished. The moving process to the great state of Tennessee. Uh, so once again, welcome, good sir, to the great state of Tennessee. And uh, how how has it been up there? It's been pretty good so far. Uh, good. Just trying to get everything settled with the new house and all. Okay. Yeah, that's right. About the new house. And, and you were able to find uh, working internet, I suppose? Uh, well, I'm still using the hotspot. Uh, Pretty much, oh, no. my, my 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 options are pretty much limited right now where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I, I can I can either pay two hundred dollars for satellite, or Ooh. I I think the only other for this area is a uh, AT and uh, like a phone type service out here. That one I think okay, that's one they could get was like eighteen megabytes or something. Oh, and I bet they're going to charge an arm and a leg for that, too. Yeah, I think oh, it, goodness. That's, they had, like, bucks for it. For 18? Oof. If I could, yeah. if if I could, well, first off, because I said if I could, all I could think of, and I don't know if anyone else has the same thing, all I could think of is the song by Cher. If I could turn back home. Yeah. Um, 
anyway segue from from my adhd brain uh but no if i could build a uh a line of fiber to your house i would because i would love for you to be able to enjoy epb because <laughs> it's like you know it's a typical utilities company so it's not perfect but it's insane what they've been able to do and i hope more cities do what chattanooga has done because they basically turned it into a public utility and so because of that it's 67 dollars a month and I recently got rid of the extra box they gave me because they were charging like $10 a month for that. So I was like, I don't really need this. Got a like a, a, a better general mo- like uh, router because with their system, the modem's actually outside of the house. And so you don't have to do anything with it. You just need a router. And uh, so got one that could go a little bit further and up to it's a it's a thousand uh, megabits. So it's it's the gig plan. So it's a gig up gig down for 67 a month. Which for most people in most cities is insane because most cities just don't have either fiber or because it's run by AT&T or, you know, Cox or one of those places like it's they, they just charge an arm and a leg for it. So I'm hoping that more places can get fiber and can maybe, you know, this is something again, local level stuff, right? Very important for us to try and make things work at the local level because things like Internet, you don't think about, but it just makes things so much easier. The only other option I think you could have would be. To, to buy into Starlink, uh, the Elon Musk project, because I've heard that the speeds for that actually will be pretty decent and the rates would be decent too. I actually looked into that and they said that for this area, it probably won't be until like the uh, next year. Okay. Well, hey, at least it's on the horizon. You know, get a short-term deal with whatever you, you can get. And, um, you know, Elon Musk is going to continue to send up satellites into space and hey maybe even by then he'll own twitter who knows we'll uh <laughs> we'll have to wait and see uh but anyway k-man thank you for being here thank you for having me absolutely we also have joining us today the empress of the universe she is always active in the chat and she and the other valkyrie steph have launched their own show soup to nuts and it's supposedly, from what I'm hearing from people watching it, loving it, and also from before the show from Tina, it's a hit. People are loving it. So, Tina, how's it going? We even got our first sex spot. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. We were like, we're in the big time. How many times did they hit us, Steph? And we oh, were hitting block, 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 block. But I was like, oh you know, my you hit God, it big. Once we're you hit big it. now. We've got this sex <laughs> oh, spot yeah. that wouldn't even post the link to where you go to whatever. Oh, goodness. I'm going to post. Uh, I think I just posted. Yeah, that's a new preview I did okay. and got set up. That should have gone online at new, noon Eastern. And here is the link. Smash that like button. Mm-hmm. Um, good deal yeah. thank you all and then that's the link for the Friday night show we were going to do it Thursday but I've got a hair appointment Steph's, I think she's teaching a class so um, won't be able to do it Thursday we'll do it Friday 8pm Eastern time we will I'm sure that's not going to put a dent in F&T so you know <laughs> but if you want to just come over and join us I think Steph is going to bring her magic 8 ball again and we'll see what we can get into oh that was so fun <laughs> 
<laughs> will Kate, will Kathleen Kennedy stay on at Disney? <laughs> it's likely. <laughs> that was that was great. So I want to. Everyone... Sounds like that magic eight ball is more accurate than some of the people that claim to have inside sources. That's probably true. Ask if Steph, next time we'll have to ask, is Chapek going to keep his job? Don't count on it. No. He's <laughs> <laughs> putting eight ball in the chat. But uh, to everybody, for way. everybody that showed up Thursday night, thank you so much. For everybody that came by um, the Titanic stream the week before, thanks so much. That was a for the subject matter, that was a lot of fun. I got to show a lot of the autographs that I have collected. And uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, we just kind of covered the, the gamut. We got into some kind of avocado mango discussion. I don't even remember how we got off on that. Oh, mango. Yeah, the mango Mango. Well, mangoes and mango sauces. Somebody uh -huh. said they didn't like avocados, and then we started saying, oh, we love avocados. And then somebody said, I don't like mangoes either. So this week's stream is avocados versus mangoes. The battle lines are drawn. So we'll see where that goes. But no, we talked about a little bit of everything. We talked about movies, music, TV, books. Uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah, Steph and her Magic 8-Ball. Uh, one thing I did put on the short playlist, if you look on the homepage, you will see that there is a playlist linking up to Razor Fist's uh, film noir reviews. And I didn't know he was in the film noir. I accidentally found a review of his and I was like, who is this dude? And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's Razor Fist. I didn't know yes. that. And you would not think it looking at him. You would think, okay, this guy is some motorcycle dude that this is the, <laughs> you know, uh, Acid Rock or Led Zeppelin Metal. or something. Yeah, and seriously. I'm like, I'm like yes. And me and somebody else, we were saying he's such a renaissance man. So um, I think that's about, I think that's about it. Oh, Razor Fist did make a comment. It made me think of you, Odin. Oh. He was on Andre's birthday stream on Midnight's Edge, and somehow they got off talking about film noir. And uh, Razor Fist said he's sick of people mislabeling film noir, and then somehow he, Denis Villeneuve came up. <laughs> and he hmm. said, I'm going to clean up what he said. He said, Denis could crap in a bottle and his fanboys would call it film noir. I also like how, uh, I think you made a good point saying, <laughs> some people say this is diesel punk. Well, I yes. say this is just the past. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I take it Razor Fist is not much of a Denis Villeneuve fan. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Either that, or he just doesn't. He doesn't get the hype because that's the, that's the position that I understand the most. Is that's is, with me? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where it's you don't hate his work, but you're like, I think he's overrated. I don't think he's as good as everyone says he is, and I understand that. Um, but that noir comment, I'm just kind of confused by because I don't know of any of the films that I would call noir that he's. I, I'm not unless you're pushing 2049. That's yeah, the only that'd be the closest. But mm. even that, I mean, because even the original oh, Blade Runner that. is kind of not really. Because to me, that's more just sci-fi. You know, it's 
it's considered a modern sort of noir. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I don't know how that came up. I was like, well, that kind of jumped the shark real quick. But of course it's stuck. Of course it's stuck. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, that's it. Please, if you can, join us next Friday, and I will post the link again later. Awesome. Yeah, that's soup to nuts. And based on the description I saw, that looks like you're working on a, a website. Uh, yes. So that'll that'll come soon. Yes. And yeah, sub to both uh, Tina and Steph. Are all the streams mostly being uh, hosted on your channel, Tina? Or it's, We're using Steph as a backup, but please sub to her. I'll put her channel in the uh in the chat uh we're using hers as a backup in case something should happen mm. to mine yeah but we're both administrators on i think uh what is it do we do Streamyard? uh mm-hmm. we're both administrators on there okay nice very cool yeah and um yeah make sure that you use uh you support them i imagine that uh if they ever got taken down there's there's only one thing i could ever think of that they'd be taken down for uh, and it would have to be because of the influence of a certain uh, Tom uh, Cruise. Because oh uh, yeah, because those fanboys would probably say, "How dare she talk about his his beautiful white teeth and call them big and ugly?" And uh, I'll discuss that trailer later. Oh, there you go. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> but thank you, Tina, for joining us once again. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And also joining us today, we got Matt317 back again. What's going on, Matt? Hi, everybody. Doing pretty good, Odin. Good. What you been up to? Uh, Movie-wise, uh, I mentioned, did go to see Sonic 2. I know you're, you're a big fan. <laughs> and uh, But also, uh, kind of on the fence of wanting to see Northman, mm. whether or not it's Good enough to see in a theater at the moment, or uh, I'd say yes. <laughs> yeah, despite right. my my issues, I I would also say that I think it's worth seeing in theaters. All right, yeah. My sources say yes, like the my eight sources. Ball. Say yes, yes. mine too. Yes, <laughs> Stephanie. Stephanie, what does the magic eight ball say? Should he go see it or not? Shake it. Shake it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got to see uh, Sonic and uh, things, a, things, as far things. As, uh, new ones. Okay. And then I see your shelf is is set back up again. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Oh yeah, just saw. Did some reorganization and yeah. just to. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Mostly just vid- kind of uh, vintage, sort of rare games that I happen to have. Yeah. And uh, I have a whole bunch of other stuff over here, but nice. Just wanted to keep it make it interesting behind me again oh absolutely i mean it's even what you had last stream when you had the stuff taken down because of, of the interview you had um <laughs> you know i uh, still had a lot more character than than my background so oh you know. <laughs> but i am planning on changing that up once summer hits because really it, it's all about timing especially with with, with the baby and, and full-time job but my plan is for the summer to take my desk and shift it this way and see how that looks, see how that works, because there's my entire Blu-ray shelf on this wall. So hmm. at the very least, then there would be some, you know, some uh, some character to it. Kind of, again, what, what you have going on is, is something I'm definitely very, very jealous of. But one thing I did want to say uh, or ask about is, so he was one of the winners uh, on the Giveaways channel. 
because he is in the if you're above the army of asgard level you are army of asgard level and above you get access to the giveaways channel on discord and he is able to win the harmies to specialize edition uh, star wars trilogy and when you had worded it to say that about your the vhs set you have because you have the original vhs tapes right yes the 1995 widescreen wow that have uh has a george lucas interview with leonard malton at the beginning of each one oh wow uh, those were pretty much the if i wanted to watch the original trilogy i would just bring out my vcr and yeah bust the those out because those were the versions i uh i grew up on Mm -hmm. so yeah and so that made me wonder the question because when you mentioned it, i said Oh my goodness! I didn't realize because most people who get the set typically they they either have the newer releases of, of like the Blu-ray or at the very least they have like the DVD set or maybe even that special edition set DVD or maybe the laser disc. And so mm-hmm. when I when I heard about the VHS, I was like, oh man, like quality wise, because I remember we were talking. You were like, which one's going to have better quality? And I was like, well, they're both going to be pretty similar. Whether that's the Project 4K versus the Harmies, like quality is going to be pretty similar, but when you're going from VHS, it's like, I mean, DVD to Blu-ray is already night and day. Going from VHS to Blu-ray, you're going to, and, and it seems that that was the reaction that you put in the chat. You were like, oh my goodness, what is, like, what have I been missing, basically, it with this? Actually, it didn't bother me that much. Oh, okay. I'm just watching on, v- on uh, VHS on that CRT behind me. Oh, wow, yeah. And just... uh. There's definitely a nostalgic quality, I think, that that adds to it for sure. Oh, yes. Plus, it, uh, just looking at the coloring mm-hmm. and just the uh, stuff from the special editions that, nah, I'm kind of glad I don't watch it. I have to watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the great thing about just having that specialized set is because you get everything basically as, as, very, as close to what the original films would look like. And... Mm-hmm. Um, it's just amazing what what and Harmies is an interesting one because it, did you end up watching that video I sent that no, goes into the history yet, of it? I'll have, I'll have find time to watch them all. Yeah, because uh, very soon. The, there's a great one, and if, if you'll ever have any interest, anyone has any interest in it, there's a great. It's like a, basically a documentary uh, mm-hmm. that goes through what Harmy, uh, the guy's name was Harmy, what he did to create his specialized versions of Star Wars, and it's kind of insane to think that of the amount of time and effort it took him and the other people working on that project to do what they did and how they were able to still produce something as like, there's so much like cutting and, and splicing together of just like digital content and everything. And it was able to work. They were able to get it to work and it looks great. And, um, versus what like project 4k is doing, which is let's just take the, the 35 millimeter and, you know, do a high quality scan and then clean that up later digitally. It's just amazing that in both cases you're getting, these amazing versions for film preservation and and everything else so yeah but when you mentioned the vhs i was like oh man the quality is going to be a pretty massive jump there but yes awesome have you been able to watch all of them or oh yeah eventually (laughs) on the uh, 4k television that new 4k television i have as well very cool i like how there's both a 4k television and then there's the old like tube set yes i get i take both but for uh one TV is for modern movies and HD consoles, mm-hmm. as well as uh, this one right here for component HD consoles. Yeah. And uh, the CRT is for like 240p retro <laughs> games. Yeah. You know, just like a friend Jeremy. 
<laughs> that's the best way to watch and play like classic like nes super nintendo and 64 oh, yeah. so forth playstation games on that mm-hmm. have been blown up and made to look ugly on a big 4k with lag yeah but that's a lot of technical stuff oh yeah and Absolutely. Uh, this was actually my old hd tv mm-hmm. this acer like 32 inch from 2010 yeah, still have the VGA input, mm. and uh, the only reason I have this is because it still has multiple component inputs. Mm, so I okay. mostly just have it set up for like uh, Dreamcast, original Xbox, and PS2 component-wise. Just uh, so I don't have to convert, do the same thing with the 4K. But I know don't know if that's going a little bit too over your head, Odin. So. Is it? <laughs> I think I've followed for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I understand. Like general, like uh, you know, plugs, connections, and because I I grew up N sixty four, Sega Genesis, those are my jams, and then I have PS four, and then you know, obviously four K players and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, similar. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, thank, thank you for being here, and we'll talk about the things that you watched and uh, and to get your thoughts we'll, we'll have, probably have a conversation about sonic uh as i'm sure some other people would probably would have as a conversation about sonic and then of course uh i think that mo- i think the the panel today will probably end up selling you on going to see the northman as well because right. you know i'm definitely someone that it's amazing because uh last night of friday night tights we were talking about the northman a little bit and i was being very realistic about the numbers because of its budget and everything and it was amazing how there were a couple people who were in the in the comment section being like you know oh he's just a hater da, da, da. i'm like no i actually gave it a solid b like i, I didn't yeah. give it a bad grade it's just that there are issues with the film that i had and i think that it's not going to appeal to a broad broad audience and you know money doesn't make a movie good obviously but it does indicate what stories studios are going to put forward in the future so oh, yeah. it's a big deal but anyway i digress so we also are joined today today by she is the modern major general the modern major general of the channel <laughs> and she's just a lovely person and that's laura Aww. laura how's it going that's very nice of you to say wow make yeah. my saturday morning very happy oh good uh, yeah i'm doing good you are awesome. so busy this morning i'm glad you got everything done in time. yes yeah uh Good. I, I've seen a lot of movies. Maybe um, mostly I went through Tina's letter bo- letterbox and kind of looked at what she, oh. you know, gave a really high score to, and kind of watched what? a bunch of old stuff today. So nice. Had a bunch of classic movies to talk about. Oh, thank nice. you. <laughs> <laughs> always, 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 always a safe choice. I would say with the classics, or at least yeah. safer. The, the, I would say the percentage goes way up. The, like the further you go back in time, the percentage of there being good films uh, are, are going to be a lot higher. Like if you just picked a random film from the 1940s versus a random film from the 2010s, your your chances of finding a good film are a lot higher. I feel in the latter, yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. later. Yeah. Films. <laughs> well, now I have all these great like rabbit holes to go down. You know, all these different um, actor, actors and directors and stuff that I'm finding. It's like, ooh, yeah. they made like a hundred movies. <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. We're not <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And that's what's always fun because, you know, when Tina does her, her breakdowns of the films that she's watched, you know, I pull it up on the screen and then you always find like an actor or something else. And then you click on that and then all of a sudden it brings you their entire filmography and you're like, oh, they were in this and they were in this and oh, what's mm-hmm. this? And so even just Letterbox itself, you know, it's not perfect, but I think it's definitely one of the better like film tracking uh, sites that are, that's out there. It does a very good job of just having all that information available and it keeps it very clean. Like IMDB used to be good and then it got just, it's so bloated as a site. There's just so much like information there ever since mm-hmm. they, you know, you know, took like basically around the same time they bought box office mojo and then destroyed the layout of that site. They were updating their own layout and, you know, IMDB I think has a lot of great information still, but it's a little too noisy. Whereas I think letterbox is a little bit more streamlined. Yeah, it's easy to find like genres of film. Like mm-hmm. I, I've I've discovered like they're really great classic movies that I not only have not seen, I haven't really heard much about. Mm. So, you know, you, you dig in a little bit mm-hmm. and you find all these people who are like, This movie is great. I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a whole world <laughs> a whole world of yeah. movies out there for me to discover. Yeah, no, absolutely. Excited. There you go. And because you said whole world, all I could think of was a whole new world. <laughs> Copyright. My, do- my yes, daughter watched that movie like a thousand times. So. Of classic films I never knew. Disney <laughs> slam. You're done. I changed you know, uh, the lyrics. You know, That's transformative. Disney's going to be copyrighting everything now to try to make for having to pay taxes now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kudos to to, kudos to our family in florida whoever lives in florida kudos to y'all seriously for choosing some pretty amazing reps uh, in the state senate state house and then of course governor because there's some there's some pretty cool stuff going on down there uh obviously no state um, is perfect but yeah (laughs) i I just saw a great interview with ben shapiro and uh governor desantis uh, oh wow quick little interview i was like oh my two favorite people were like in one place (laughs) (laughs) And I bet it's one of those things where you're like, oh, man, these are two people that are going to go probably so in-depth on so many different things. It was too short. I wish they had talked oh. longer, but yeah. yeah. It was it was funny to see Shapiro, like, fanboying over somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that, obviously, that, that impacts, you know, Disney as far as, like, you know, Disney in, in Florida. But since it's in a different state, um, how and, – and it's, and it's your state – what does this mean? I guess I guess it doesn't impact Disney California since it's dealing with Mm-mm. California laws yeah. and t- California taxes. But uh, how th- how are things in the in the once great state of California? <laughs> well, you know, as far as Disneyland is concerned, they've been fighting with Anaheim, you know, for mm. a long time. They want to expand, and Anaheim is kind of you know all of California's anti-growth out here. Because, you know, why would you want people to make money and build houses or expand their businesses? That's just <laughs> Just like what? But uh, yeah, it's it's a completely different atmosphere out here. Disneyland is very small, um, very compact. So mm-hmm. they, they've kind of limited to the area that they're in. Like that Star Wars hotel was supposed to be built here. Um, but they didn't because the city of Anaheim, uh, you know, was against it, which is, I don't understand. Oh, right. There's but... only one of them. Yeah. Which is probably for the best. <laughs> I, guess, I mean, think about because also too. If, imagine if they had built it in California. We we already had crazy prices for it in the first place. It would have been even more expensive because of them having to pay so many extra things with California taxes. 
It's not just building, just like everything. The yeah. cities against um, Disneyland, like the wife used to go down and do runs like 5K, mm-hmm. 10K, half marathons. They've stopped that. They just don't, they don't oh. have the trouble of like closing down the roads or I was just like. So, oh. so the one, in, the one in California, because I know that they still do it in the one in Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, she goes to Florida now and does it, but it's, um, I don't know. There's a lot of people on the. Not the board. What do you call it? The city council who are yeah. anti-Disney. <laughs> the board. Oh, okay. Dang. What if? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of companies and people leaving California. Uh, I. I mean, I don't know necessarily if they would, but wouldn't it be funny if Disneyland like was like, we're gonna move, we're gonna move out of California. It, it would be way wow. easier because mm. Disneyland it's is. Land. It, it's so much smaller. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's the original, but I yeah. can see them maybe doing another park in a different state more than moving just mm-hmm. starting new mm-hmm. you know yeah make another china park that's worked out so yes well. yes <laughs> was it disney disney shanghai or and hong uh, kong and hong kong yeah oh hong and kong too there's yeah. one in paris too i think oh yeah that was yeah. originally euro disneyland and they were not happy i i read into that and they were not happy about no. that at the mm-hmm. time mm. yeah, oh the, the, the people the people Living in the area, yes, yeah. The Funkland, French did a, yeah. Mm. They did a video on it, and I still think that Paris Disney loses money every year, and the other parks are just propping it up. Dang. Well, considering what I pay for a churro at Disneyland, they should be making plenty of money. <laughs> <laughs> the markup price is just insane. Really That's what always. Churro. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, that's what always gets me because some of these places, especially in in Florida, I know that in like downtown Disney, is it still called? It's still called downtown Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's like all this other stuff to do, and so I know that there was like an AMC that was connected to uh, to one of the places nearby, and once AMC launched their subscription service, I remember thinking to myself. Man, so does that mean that if you're just traveling and normally you have to pay like over $20 for a normal ticket, you can just go see a film and, and you know, AMC covers it? Like, because I remember, uh, you know, when MoviePass was a thing, uh, and obviously I've mentioned before about how MoviePass is coming back this summer. So uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what it's like. Bring it back, everybody. Yeah, I remember when, because I was still, like, every now and then going to different places. You know, I'd gone to school in New York City and everything. So I remember having it and and thinking to myself, oh, so if I go to a place like that, would they cover it? And I remember that they had to deal with that issue where if you lived in a different market, basically, you paid more um, because the ticket prices were more. And if you traveled, you were exempt from that, basically. And so some people were actually able to take advantage or basically create a fake address, maybe choose their parents' address if they lived in another state. And then just have, you know, the access to go see films. So I'm wondering, you know, with all this stuff going on, if if you're going to start to see some price hikes in some of these places because of everything going on. But yeah, I, I think that this move, yeah, this move by Florida to basically treat Disney like any other business, I suppose, because I don't really know exactly what was passed because I haven't read the bill myself. Um, but it, it seems to me that whatever special privileges they had before is gone. And does that mean that I guess they pay higher taxes now or is so it just like, as far, as far as I know, they have, um, so all the regulations that normally would apply to Florida, they could kind of do their own thing. Yeah. Um, 
that I, I don't know about the tax side of it. I've heard uh, Midnight Sanders talking about it quite a bit on their live stream. Okay. Um, but I mean, it definitely is going to cost uh, Disney a great deal of money. I guess their <laughs> assets are going to be taxed now, like all their physical. I'm sorry. I'm like, I just love it. the schadenfreude just going off in my brain. I'm like, you brought this on yourself, Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the mainstream press is trying to spin it like it's going to cost the Florida taxpayers a lot of money, but there's no way they would have done it if no. it wasn't, you know. I was like, well, that's not going to happen. But also, how? I mean, okay. if you're making them essentially pay more in taxes or as much in taxes as they should be paying then that means that there's more revenue, which means you mm. wouldn't need to tax. Something about a bond, a, mm. a bond that's owed. I, I didn't catch that particular part, but yeah, I, I you know, I can't trust the press to say anything truthful. Oh, no. Yeah. Which is not a good place to be in, whether it's local or national. It's not, it's one of those things where it's true. And I, I you know, it's, it's obviously always worth calling out and, and talking about, but think about it. We have a press, national, local, et cetera, that we can't trust. That's bad. That's really oh, bad. The, the mother-in-law who graciously lets us live in her palatial estate, um, <laughs> she, she she watches MSNBC, and it's it's I it's so hard. It's oh, so goodness. hard. I'm like making dinner. I'm just like, Lord Jesus, give me strength. Oh my goodness, dinner. So what is it? Is it like Rachel Maddow on or something like that oh, when you're watching? Yes, when you're constantly. cooking. It's all day, all day. Not even CNN, which I can somewhat bear. Yeah. I was just like, oh. She's Oh no! (laughs) And you can't like I tried to put like my my noise canceling headphones on to like make dinner, and uh, she just insists on talking to me. You know, she wants to like (laughs) chat and stuff. So I'm like, now does she chat about like random things, like things that like going on in your everyday, you know, just to have conversation, or is she talking about things that are like being talked about on the television? Oh, pretty much everything. You know, she's old school, so it's okay. all conversation. She's very conversational. So it's so, not like you know. they're talking about uh, the president or the, this bill or anything like that. And and she's like, you know, talking to herself, but talking to you, kind of thing. Uh, oh, I love Fauci. Oh, he's yeah. so wonderful. <laughs> oh no, I'm just like, oh, that's great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. And then <laughs> the, who was that? Avenatti, that attorney who. Uh, Avenetti? Stormy Weathers, or yeah, who, yeah, she loved him too. Not <sighs> great taste in men. <laughs> great taste in men. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, oh she's, my goodness. she's just a very good conversationalist. Just all over the place, but yeah. she'll ask you the same questions um, about sixteen times. So. Oh, okay, okay. I just give her a different answer every time. <laughs> uh, I guess you know you don't have to answer but is she struggling at all with any type of like alzheimer's or dementia with the multiple oh, question yeah. things okay i thought you guys knew that yeah that's that's why we're yeah. there because okay okay yeah it's it's there are four adults in the house and it's exhausting we all kind of take turns but it's mm-hmm. you know very emotionally draining especially for my my wife because she's you know to see your mom kind of deteriorate like that yeah. mm-hmm. you got to keep an eye on everything because you know yeah She'll feed the dogs like four times. and. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure the dogs love it. I'm sure the you dogs are like, still. oh, I'll eat again. Wait, more food? I'll eat again. Yeah, they're just like laying on the floor sometimes. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> it's like a week goes by, two weeks go by, and all of a sudden you're like, why are you starting to look more and more like a little seal? You know? Yeah, like, yeah it's just like, so you know. So chunky. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, what we did was we have paper bowls that she uses, and we number the paper bowls like with a marker. Oh. So we can tell how many times she fed them that day. Mm. 
Hey, that, yeah. that's a good idea though, because yeah, yeah. My uh, my grandmother, she she struggled, uh, she struggled with that too, and I know it's yeah. God bless her. Yeah, well, God bless my mom because she was the one that really took took charge and took care of her when she was still living in her house. You know, when because my when my grandfather died, he. Um, you know, he was relatively young because he died from emphysema because he smoked for so many years. And that's one of the one of the many reasons why I'm straight edge. And especially when it comes to things like cigarettes, why I'm just so like, I just hate the tobacco industry because of it. Um, but, yeah. you know, him and you know going through that. And so she was already starting to have the effects when he was still alive. And then when when he went, you know, obviously we needed to have, you know, help for her. And then eventually she couldn't be at her house anymore. And then also she was she lived through Katrina. And she was living in, in a nursing home during Katrina. And I remember that was like the biggest event that had an impact on her. Because when you have to move people who are in that state, it is such a traumatic experience because they're so confused that it actually typically like, I guess, quickens the process, you could say, or has a really. So like ever since like when that happened, it was never the same. And it wasn't too long after oh, that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I know that and I could just say, you know, you know, kudos to y'all uh, for being there and supporting uh, to supporting her, because I know that having that type of stimulation and with conversations and all that is is so good and beneficial uh, for those yeah. going through it. So well, she she adapted she adopted um, through Catholic charities. They're, ca- they're all mm-hmm. Catholic. Um, she adopted my my wife and my sister-in-law. So oh. they they feel very, you know, fortunate. They, they've had such a great mm-hmm. um a great childhood and a great life that you yeah. know, they're going to stay with her till the end. And she does pretty good. I mean, she's 85. I mean, oh, wow. She, yeah. She's very spry. So I say yeah, 85 having that and still being it. That's, that's really good. She's in a really good place. Yeah. So that's awesome though. Well, thank you, Laura, for, for being here. Mm-hmm. And, Thanks uh, for having me. yeah. And I always appreciate cause you're, you're always a few hours behind. Uh, with that California <laughs> crazy time, so it's always a little a little earlier for you, where we're halfway through our day, and and then you're like, oh yeah, just you know, <laughs> breakfast the and get the whole day ahead of me, whole day ahead, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so before going back through the panel to see what people have been watching or what they want to talk about, we'll say hello to some people in the chat. First off, seventy B, what's going on, seventy B? Thank you for being here, modding. Uh, I know that you. Thank you. I assume we'll only be here for, for a bit because I, I know that you typically have classes. So thank you, Stephanie, for, for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Victor Fontaine in the chat. Hail to you, Victor, Fonta- uh, Victor Fontaine. Uh, Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey in the Good. chat as well. I appreciated this comment very much because it's a wrestling reference and I appreciated it. Um, yeah, The Rock would be very happy with, with this take about mm-hmm. the uh, special privileges of Disney being uh, stuck somewhere. Let's just let's just say that. Uh, Super Anime Gamer, what's going on? Welcome back. Waiting for the Orville in the chat as well. Gmonkey76, hail to you. Uh, our very own Empress of the Universe, Tina B, also in the chat, saying, keep out of Texas, Disney. Yes, absolutely. Stay away. And in fact, from all the people leaving and fleeing these, these crazy states, stay away as well. Yeah, we got too many Yankees here in Kentucky now. <laughs> <laughs> too many of those Yankees. Uh, Matthew and Sevens also in the chat saying God bless Texas. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, let's see. country. Second only to <laughs> Vatican City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and then Texas. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's, that is the oh, order. Yeah. Yes. I get, I get. I'm sure Tessie's great too. <laughs> 
So Orange reviews in the chat as well. What's going on? Good season member. He says apparently from a source, banks can choose to default on Disney loans quicker with their special privileges revoked. Disney is in debt for billions. Hopefully the banks come to collect. Ooh, okay. Ooh, good Interesting. info. Thank you. Yeah, so they can choose to default on the Disney loans. What if that happens? Oh goodness. What if that happens and then Elon buys Twitter and then so many other things happen? It could be a crazy Elon next... buys Disney. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> That's what I mean about that. Really, oh, really? <laughs> I mean, Elon's got a lot, but even he's not made of money. I uh, I mean, enough to be able to put up what $48 billion to buy Twitter and It's all about he... getting investors, you know. Yeah. People believe in him, want him mm-hmm. as a leader. Ooh. Yeah. Imagine just think about all the things that he owns, you know, things that are that are private, things that are public. And I mean, if he does what he says he's going to do, if he's able to acquire Twitter, I think that he would probably make some money on that investment. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to say the very least. At the same time, you know, as as we're always warned by others, and I think it's important to remind ourselves, yeah, we should always never put our trust into uh, billionaires and, you know, people in general because mm-hmm. you know they say things but doesn't necessarily mean that they follow through but at least in this specific case with twitter i don't see how twitter could get much worse so <laughs> i think anything will be an improvement pretty much uh let's see superhead said i guess they think it's going to cost floridians more because they think disney will try to leave good luck disney good luck taking your city-sized park out of the state of florida <laughs> You know, it's it's one thing to to move to another state and to start building something new and maybe shutting down like a uh, you know, uh, you know California Disneyland situation or maybe like repurposing it or something. You there's no way they could do that with with Disney World. There's but just no you way. have stupid snowflakes to think they can just pack everything up in suitcases and just move to like Portland magic. or Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Tinkerbell just go bling and <laughs> it's the same people who you know said oh if this person if this person wins I'm going to Canada it's like yeah sure you know or if this person if he takes over Twitter I'm leaving this oh okay good luck bye. yeah bye bye it's just you know they 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 say these things but then they don't understand exactly what it requires to do that and, you know at uh, one point they uh, tried to buy Long Beach including the RMS Queen Mary, try to turn that into a West Coast Epcot. And oh, Disney did? Almost did. Oh, wow. But I guess they didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I, I know that with the parks back up and running, I'm assuming that the parks are their cash cows again. Um, I haven't been following it that much, and I don't know much about like you know cost versus um how much they get from the parks themselves but i do know that uh and i mentioned this on friday night tights last night that because of their 25 percent take of the spider-man no way home film they actually were able to make up for all of their theatrical losses uh, as far as the mcu specifically the mcu i haven't run the numbers against all of their films from last year i still think they'd probably be coming up short i imagine um but yeah, with the parks back up, with uh, Doctor Strange set to come out soon, and based on the tracking, seems like it'll be able to make a little bit of money as well. You know, maybe they're on the right track. But yeah, once they're paying more money in taxes in Florida and other places, and 
other people start to step up to them and you know netflix is losing so much money because of the subscriber loss and everything if disney plus sees something similar who knows what could happen crazy times jacob ironside what's going on good sir general wingster our pet troll thank you for being here general wingster i very much appreciate you always being here tim elf in the chat as well hail to you tim elf thank you for being here today i appreciate it Uh, i saw laura post this and yeah like the musical damn yankees Mm -hmm. absolutely i say i was in a production of damn yankees so (laughs) fun fun story i i was in a high school production of damn yankees as an adult uh this one of the schools i worked at they did not have uh enough people for the show like they didn't have anyone who could sing the, the the lead part and so the person running it asked if if i could come in because they had heard i did theater and i came in did an audition and they were like okay yeah we want you to play the part and i was like okay so there i am <laughs> in my high school production as the lead as also a teacher that was that was a f- interesting experience um <laughs> but damn yankees is a fun show it's a really great show but then I thought about the game, the game, the game. That's a funny song. Anyway, all right. Let's see any other comments. Glinzer's here as well. What's going on? What's going on, Glinzer? Um, let's see. Rosie G12 is also here. Uh, Peter Sharon is here. What's going on, Peter? Scar in the chat. Uh, Derek McManus in the chat as well. Uh, Orange chat coming in to say, not all Yankees are bad. I know. I am one. Or is it that you are bad because you are Yankee and you just don't know it? Because you are a Yankee. There's some brain teaser things. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's go ahead and go through the panel. Let's see what people have been uh, watching, working on that they want to talk about. So uh, we'll we'll start off. We'll do reverse. We'll, let's do reverse order this time. Uh, I like to mix things up a bit. So Laura, what you oh. been? What you been watching or uh, want to talk about today? Randomly shuffling my paperwork. Well, I saw Northmen <laughs> last night. I have okay. I have notes and notepads. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I I didn't expect it to be that good. I I don't know. I guess I heard some different reviews, and uh, um, it was it was definitely when you look at how far he's Robert Edgars has come as a director. Um, if you look at The Witch. And then you look at the Northman. It's 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 amazing, the witch. Yeah, uh, it's it's amazing how much he's progressed in a very short time. I mean, the film was just epic. Yes, I think that if, even if anyone does have issues with it, I think that no one can deny that there is just such an epic quality to it. It's it's got the runtime. It's got the the story pace development of an like a modern day epic film. And I, I think that it absolutely delivers on that front for sure. And uh, yeah, I definitely think this is the most palatable of the films he's done as far as a general audience perspective. Because if, if you were to show most general audiences The Witch or Lighthouse, you would probably get a lot of people being like, what in the world's going on? And I think you get some of that too with this film. I'm not saying that this film is mainstream by any means. But I definitely think this is the most palatable of them all, if if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think it helped a lot that a lot of people have a kind of general understanding about Norse mythology. You know, like the Valkyrie and the um, 
the different gods, Odin and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was the ra- you know, when we saw the raven, it's like okay, I think everybody has an understanding mm-hmm. of of what mm-hmm. that was. So I think that helped a lot, and I, I certainly just kind of researching and and googling after the movie, I, I certainly learned a lot more. Uh, yeah. But it, so much of the North mythology, like the um, you know, the concept of the fate, the person uh, who's like a a witch who has kind of kind of like a seer ability, mm-hmm. you know that that's brought down through all kinds of different cultures. So so some of the stuff is fairly universal, which made it easier to kind of understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love. There's this really interesting discussion at one point because some of the basically the slaves that they have are, are Christians. And I remember like one line that stuck out to me was, yeah, it's like, it's like, well, you know, these people, their God, they say their God uh, died on a tree. Like that was like the way they worded it. And I was like, Oh, that's just, I, 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 I love that way it's worded because in the tradition of, of Christianity, like that's how a lot of like songs, for instance, or Psalms mentioned, Probably right. The death on a tree. And so, you know, instead of calling it a cross, like it's death on a tree. So I actually really thought that was interesting. And then you take that in with all of the mysticism that exists within the Northmen as well. There's a lot of really interesting connections that one can say, uh, see, to say the very least. Yeah, um, I, I didn't quite understand that meaning when they said died on a tree. I was yeah. like, yeah, uh, but no, it's, uh, oh, I didn't know Bill Skarsgård was in it. That's weird. He's not um, listed as a part. He must have played a soldier or something. Interesting. Oh, Bill's in it? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking here at the cast. Uh, oh. Huh. Yeah. Looks like they had a lot of... Oh, there's a... There was an Irish guy in there. The The name of the character is just the Irish guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I know exactly... I remember exactly that the character, yeah, because I remember when I, when I heard the accent, I was like... Oh, that that dude's Irish. Yeah, it was one of the. I believe it was one of the Christian slaves. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The only casting I really didn't care for was I didn't really care for Nicole Kidman in the movie. Yeah. She just looked a little too modern. I mean. Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah. She just. Wow. Oh, she's. I. I feel sad because she's just had so much. You know, I hate to put it, you know this way, but so much work done. <laughs> plastic surgery you can say it <laughs> yeah you know but i just i but i also because i you know i typically try and stay away from like those type of like visual oh, I understand. you know but but it's true right i think that it and but it's not it's not in like the look i think it's impacted it's impacted her acting because her facial expressions are more limited um or at least are, are changed enough where i don't think she's able to convey emotion in the same way as maybe she once did or the way that she's conveying it is is slightly altered because of it, and it does impact the way that oh, you feel about the character. You know, how did I miss Ethan Hawke? I have to go back and watch the movie oh, again. Big, big you missed Ethan Hawke? I, I didn't recognize him either, and I saw his was name. He the father? Was, he yeah, was he was the father. father. Yeah, <laughs> or the Green oh. Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. They, some actors can do that. Some actors can can change their appearance or their, you know, there's something about the way they play the role where you don't see the actor immediately. Yeah. Not Nicole Kidman though. There was Nicole Kidman like the whole time. Yeah. 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 So, trying, let's see. Trying um, to see where yeah. the Yeah, I'm not seeing. Yeah, he's not Bill Skarsgård's not mentioned on the 
Letterboxd page. So I'm trying to see what yeah. he. I'm just on Google. He, um, you know, it's funny because Tina and I were talking about the movie uh, last night on Discord, and you know, I, I love that whole the ending scene. Just kind of like was um, like Mustafar with the mm-hmm. with the lava and mm-hmm. the the final battle between the two. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. The epic kind of callback to Revenge of the Sith that was nice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I think that the one thing that is understated about the movie is the score. I think the score is phenomenal, and yeah. I, I think that the score, especially during that, you know, it's now is it on the same level as like the epic, you know, John Williams score of of the fight on Mustafar? No, but it's one where it it never dist- it never detracts, it never distracts, and it only supports what's going on on screen. And that is exactly what a score should do. And I think that they're able to, to pull that off very well. Um, you get on vinyl. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's oh, oh, the how- sco- oh, the score. I, yeah, oh, I'm okay. not one typically for, cause I don't, I'm not a vinyl collector, but it's one where I think that, I think that some music people would probably have an interest right. in that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw about half of The Witch last night, but I'm alone in a hotel room, so I got scared, <laughs> so I had to cut it off. But, I mean, he was, uh, Robert Eggers was saying that he wished he could, you know, had better skills when he made that movie. Mm. Um, but, it, you know, it's fine to me. It's, it did seem like kind of like a, a first major effort for a filmmaker. He doesn't have much on his resume, just like a couple short um, movies and stuff like that. So I'm, yeah. I'm so excited to see like what he's going to do next, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and the, the Northman, um, or no, sorry, I don't know why I just said the Northman, but Mr. Roy, uh, says hello from work. So Mr. Hi. Roy, thanks for stopping by. I'm sorry again that another one of these streams is during you. I tried to schedule it early enough. Cause I actually was able to tell the chosen, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, actually, about the date, and I thought it might help with it, but unfortunately, was not able to. Um, but anyway, shout out to Mr. Roy. Thanks for for stopping by. Um, but yeah, it's what also is interesting too. Did you notice that there was a trailer uh, before the film, and it was for the next Alex Garland film? Ooh. Alex Garland did Annihilation, which I wasn't a big fan of, but he did Ex Machina, which I loved. I need to but, see that. Let me write that down right now. Actually. Yeah. Uh, Ex Machina? Yeah. I just yeah. need to see it. Oh, I just... That one, to me... I thought he was, like... I thought it was, like, oh, this guy is the future. This guy is going to do so well. I can't wait for his next project. And then he kind of went the same route as, like, Damien Chazelle. Like, when Chazelle made Whiplash, and I was like, oh, I can't wait for the next thing. And then he did La La Land, which I was just not a... I was just not a big <laughs> fan of. It was just was like, oh, what <laughs> is this? I liked and, it at first, but now that's yeah. all right. Yeah, it just doesn't have a sticking fat. And then First Man was good and bad. Like, there were elements of First Man that I liked, but then when they actually are taking off, obviously they, they need to convey the, the shakiness that's going to be inside of a ship. But once again, this, the shaky cam is so intense. I was I I was like, oh, this is hard to look at. Like this is just difficult to actually physically watch because there's so much shaking in the camera. It's too realistic, I think. Um but uh Alex Garland did Annihilation after Ex Machina. So Ex Machina was phenomenal. Oscar Isaac's in it. Um does a great job. Alicia Vikander, uh that's kind of where where she got put on the map was for that film. She does a phenomenal job in that. A lot of great commentary, I think, about what it means to be alive and um and, and all that, but 
then he made Annihilation with Natalie Portman, and it was just so off the wall bizarre. And, and I, I remember I fell asleep in that film. It put me to sleep. I, it was so yeah, boring. I remember seeing ads for that movie and thought yeah. it kind of looked interesting, but the reviews are just horrible. So. Yeah. And I, I woke up, because I actually saw it with friends. I woke up. I saw the credits were on. I looked over to my friends, and I said, well, was it, uh, was it worth it? Did I miss anything? And they're like, nope. <laughs> they were just like, nope, wow. that was terrible. You didn't miss anything. Uh, and so, but the trailer before Northman that was made by Alex Garland, everything about it I was excited for because I was like, oh, Alex Garland seems to be kind of going back to his roots a little bit. It actually looks really good. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, what happens? But the title comes up. And do you know what the title of his next film is? Uh-uh. Men. Huh? I've not seen this trailer, and I'm in the movie theater like... So the lead in the trailer <laughs> is, a, is a woman, and all of the other people in the trailer around her are men, and they're all like doing like, like nefarious things. So as you're watching it, you're just kind of like, oh, I, I'm intrigued by the story because it's a trailer. But then the title comes up and it's like called Men. I think it's called Men. It's like, if, I, if it's not Men, it's Man. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I had, like, I think a couple other people, too, like, I audibly heard them just go, uh, like, okay, you had me intrigued. This actually looked really interesting. And then all of a sudden you, you decide to name your title Men. And so it's like, so are you just making a, like, anti... Yeah, because the the basic description is a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. And so all of these weird things start happening. But now it's like, okay, if the title of the title of the film is men. And all that stuff is happening. Are you just going to be making a commentary about how evil men are, basically? Most likely if it's a movie made these days. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Well, if you w- want to avoid avoid all this woke garbage, uh, just go through Tina's letterbox, and uh, there's like a dozen movies there that I saw that were just just you know, it's like this is this is what theater is supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know you saw Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Right. Yeah. It's a it's an old love story. I don't even know how to describe the uh, movie. It's it's like this woman who's a widower. Um, She's got a young daughter, and she's she's got to get out of her in laws' house. And I could I related to her immediately, like right there. <laughs> so she doesn't have a lot of money, so she moves to the seaside cabin, um, and it, it unfortunately it's haunted, right? It's, it's haunted, so it's super cheap. And when she she moves in, she discovers the the house is haunted by um, this captain. Oh, what was his name? Daniel Gregg. Captain Greg. Yes. Right. So they, um, he tries to scare her to get her to leave the house. And she's like, you don't scare me. I'm staying. I got nowhere else to go. You know, it's a, it's a great movie. Um, so they end up, what ends up happening is, is that he ends up telling her all of his great stories from when he was a sailor. He's a captain of a ship and, and a sailor. And she writes them all down and like sells them as a, you know, as a, as, a, as an author. So. Blood and swash. <laughs> the, un, the unvarnished tale of a sailor's life. <laughs> so, of course, they fall in love. Because they spent so much time together. 
but it, it's a great story. It has a, has a fantastic ending. Love yes, it. it nice. And Matt is leaving. <laughs> I think he, I think he was saying he'll oh. be back. He was like okay. one second. Yeah, but uh, someone who did I know leave was Stephanie B. So Stephanie, thanks for for hanging out to to mod for a little bit. Appreciate it. And yeah. uh, also accident accidental tourist. Uh, thank you for being a member for fifteen months. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I asked Tina. I said, "What movie do you watch when you're sad?" And this was the movie she recommended. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. Yeah. Not that I'm sad. I just, you know. Yeah. I just love the tagline: "The spirit so willing, the flesh so weak, the romance <laughs> so wonderful." That's a terrible tagline. <laughs> Or is it just the greatest tagline ever made? Was it Rex Harrison? Oh, so handsome. Oh, oh yeah. He, he, I read Laura. They were going to do a remake with Sean Connery as Captain Greg. But the project oh. fell through. Oh, that's mm. unfortunate. I was like, I could see Sean Connery playing that. That would be nice. I don't know who they cast for the female, but the lead actress... Yeah, yeah. Now, I think it's on YouTube. The TV series for Ghosts and Mrs. Muir, I think YouTube is running it for free. Hmm. Oh, fun. Yeah, there's a lot of classic movies on YouTube. For free. Yes, yes, yes. But if you ever want to look at the TV show, I kind of remember it when it was in syndication. Hope Lang plays Mrs. Muir. Mm-hmm. And Edward Mulhair, who I think used to be on Knight Rider, he plays the captain. Charles Nelson Riley is the real estate agent, but in their version, he's related to Captain Greg. Uh, and she also has the two kids that she had in the book. Oh, so, so just the one? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because in the movie, Natalie Wood played the daughter. And right. so in the TV show, they brought back the son and daughter like that are in the novel version. Huh. Yeah, just a delightful, you know, love story. Simple, funny, really funny. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's see. And then uh, the other, actually, I, I just picked this movie at random, but I had no idea that it was so significant to like movie making was the... Um, the 1939 version of Stagecoach with John Wayne. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, I watched. I was like, "Wow, that was a really fun movie." And to see like a super young John Wayne, mm-hmm. it's like his first major, you know, role. It's the role that took him into stardom. Uh, yeah. But I just started doing a little research on it, and I found out that it it really propelled westerns into being very profitable. You know movies for Hollywood so they started to, that's where all those great movies of the uh, westerns of the past came from was uh, Stagecoach was so successful that um, instead of having them be like B movies they really started putting a lot of effort and uh, money into making westerns so that was pretty cool yeah nice yeah let's see and then, you know, I saw a couple others that she had, like the Battleship Potemkin, the, uh, the black and white, uh, it was, you know, the silent movie. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it turns out that movie also had a lot of influence on a lot of modern day filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeing a lot of silent movies, so that was interesting. And Laura, if you ever, if you want to check out one of his talkies, Eisenstein's, check out Alexander Nevsky, which he did, I think, in the late 30s. Um, it kind of has this iffy history because he made it for Stalin to promote Russian nationalism. But then Russia signed the non-aggression pact with Germany. Mm-hmm. And because the movie's anti-German, they pulled it. But then when Germany declared war on the Soviet Union, it came back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know they said there was like a lot of copies of the movie were destroyed and it's very political. And yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it has this really, and that happened for real, they had this really great battle on the snow, and Alexander Nevsky is a saint in the Russian Orthodox Church, so he's very much looked upon, you know, as being this very great leader who defeated the, the Germans at that time. I don't remember when, but it was like back in the 12 or 1300s. Yeah, any any movie that's based somewhat in history or based on history is is it just adds so much more mm. to the movie for me. So. Oh yeah, they'll always try to make sure that one it's a good movie, but when it's actually based on real life events, that's mm-hmm. as accurate as possible. Because even if it's a good movie, if it's wildly off, I don't know. It seems like an ex- like a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah, because Eisenstein did Eisen the Terrible Part 1 and 2, and I adore both parts. But you see that he was also trying to please Stalin in ways, so Ivan the Terrible comes across more as kind of like this good guy than what he was historically. (laughs) And Part 2 was starting to kind of push the edge because there's this anti-Stalinism that's popping up in it. That's the reason why there was never a part three. There's like five minutes of part three on YouTube. That's all that's left as far as we know. Hmm. Because Stalin just kind of put his foot down and was like, no, I'm detecting you're criticizing me. So no more. So is this something they were making all at once? Like all three was it meant to be three total parts and they were just making all three or. Yeah, because the part one shows him shows Ivan coming to power, getting the boyers under control uh there's some famous battle i can't remember who it was with it was some um like some tribes that were in east asia that they were trying to seize russian cities back from them uh i know it in part one ends on when the people of moscow come to him to beg him to come back to moscow which was kind of this thing he had set up anyway And then part two is him continuing to get control of the boyars, as well as getting the Russian Orthodox Church under control because it saw itself as being in total power. And so he's having this power struggle with him. Part three was supposed to continue all of that, but yes, Stalin put a halt to it. Oh, wow. Mm. 
Yeah, there was some time between them because uh, the first one, I think it said it was 1944 and yes. the second one was 1958. So Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Isaac, by that point, I don't remember when he died, but at that point, it was like he was no longer uh, one of Stalin's favorites. Yeah. Yeah, it says, as it was, the second part was banned from showings until after the deaths of both uh, Eisenstein and Stalin. And Stalin, yeah. And a change of attitude by the subsequent heads of the Soviet government in this part, as Ivan the Terrible attempts to consolidate his power by establishing a personal army. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that army of his actually existed. So it was just like his own little personal, um, uh, oh, shoot. Somebody tell me the name of the army that Caesar would have had. That would have been like his secret service, his personal guard, the Praetorians. Oh, the Praetorian guard. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, I've got that one in my um, at the top of my list of movies that I need to watch. Nice. It looks very interesting. <laughs> so what else were you able to watch? Oh. Uh, you know, I saw that movie Laura, but we talked about that last month. Because um, I had you, to watch you saw, it. You saw yourself. You saw the movie about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what a great twist in that movie! I did not see that coming. Oh, yes. 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 And then let's see. You really can't talk too much about it without giving away the. Yeah, I was really, when I wrote the review, I was really skirting the edge. It was like, <laughs> how much can I say without giving away the entire story? Oh, yeah. For some reason, you... I thought Laura was a Hitch... <laughs> no, was a Hitchcock film. <laughs> I thought he was going to give it away. No, no, I haven't seen it, so I... No, it's Otto Preminger, one yeah. of the most dictatorial directors in Hollywood history. I loved him. Oh, jeez. Oh. Also, did y'all realize that that Guy Pierce is a vampire? Because Guy Pierce did the makeup for it. <laughs> I think I saw that. I was like, "Wait a minute, Guy Pierce." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're related. If he's Australian, uh, let's say he did uh, "Song of Bernadette" too. Looks like so. <laughs> anyway, oh, like Swan. So. Um, let's see. Oh, and then, you know, recently, it, the, I've seen a lot of other Tina movies, but she's talked about them in the past, so we don't want to mm-hmm. be redundant. Let's not be redundant. Um, recently, I saw that Everything, Everywhere, All at Once movie mm. with, um, Mich- oh, what's Michelle's last name? Michelle Yeoh, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, is that oh, Everything? You, yeah, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, right? Yeah. I have tickets to go see that on Monday. <gasps> oh. So oh, finally going to be seeing it. <laughs> You're gonna like it. Um, let's see. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis stole the show. I mean, it was it was good all the way around. Um, but I, I really enjoyed. It. <laughs> You'll see. I, really I had no idea it. that she was even in it. Oh. That's oh yeah. I oh, mean, wow. she's got a bit part, but she kind of steals the show. And she's yeah. There. Well, I imagine because the the reason why I'm just so interested in this film for those that don't anything about uh, the movie, this is all in the trailer is that it is a film that's not a comic book film. It's not a superhero film, and yet it's set in a multiverse. And so I just, that concept alone has me so intrigued because how often do you have a film set in a multiverse that is not like a giant comic book movie, you know, Um, especially in today's world. So it's just very interesting to see. And so I imagine I'm assuming that she steals the show, Jamie the curse, because there's different versions of her 
that appears. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, it was a little too weird for me. I, I kind of was like in the B minus area, but mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of people in the theater enjoyed it, but, um, okay. just, pr- just brace yourself. I mean, it's, it's a little gross. It's a little wacky. It's a little like, what am I watching right now? But, uh, overall, I, I think you'll really enjoy cause it's so unique. And then, yeah. um, the guy who played short round, uh, Mm-hmm. from Raiders. I think that's uh, Ki-Hoon Kwan. Oh, Temple Doom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's you know what's it. so funny? People people keep bringing that up. Like, like you know, yeah, yeah, short round. And I'm just like, he was in the Goonies. Okay, no, he was Data. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I know him. He was Data. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Not the first Data person the I think of when with Data, but sure. <laughs> oh, is that him now? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, I saw him and I man. was like, I know him. Who is he? I had to whip out my phone. Oh my gosh, he does. Like, he does kind of still look like Short Round, does? I was like, it's Short Round. Yeah, he sure does look like Data. Come on, people. I don't know anything oh. about the Goonies. <laughs> well, I thought you, talk, you haven't seen like, the Goonies. Uh, like Goonies Data. I, but, uh, I, I, I yeah, Star not Trek not Star Trek Data. Data. No. Uh, <laughs> 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 Isn't it amazing? Like that's what's amazing. This guy has not done a lot of cinema, you know, cause like he was big in the eighties and then he kind of like retired from acting, I believe. And the, this is, I think his first role since whenever, um, or at least one of the, one of the first roles since forever, but it's amazing how he, even though he's not a like well-known name, like everyone's like, Oh yeah, he was short rounder. Oh yeah. He was data. And yet y'all know him and remember him as short round, like growing, growing up with that. Whereas for me, Growing up with the '90s, like late '80s, '90s, I remember him from as as Data, and I didn't see him as Short Round until later. So it's just interesting how this one guy, who's not even that like as far as a name is concerned, a big name, has that kind of an impact on us that we look at him and say, "Oh, this guy," and we get excited and we get happy because we like the uh, characters he portrayed. Yeah, I think I, I like the movie more just because he was in it, and mm-hmm. then the um, James Hong, who uh, is a classic. Um, movie star. He was in Big Trouble in Little China. He played the bad guy in okay. Big Trouble Little China. He, oh he yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. I was so excited to see him. And he has of a, Kung he has Fu a great Panda role. fame, right? Yes, of and Kung Blade Fu. Runner. <laughs> he's the eye doctor. That's right. That's right. That's right. And oh, also, he's right. the uh, Emperor's like assistant Mulan. I was an airplane. He was Down in Wayne's Down. World Two. Oh, was he yes. the one that was the guy that? They made the eyes in Blade yes. Runner. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's great, and he's a he's a great character actor for his voice for his voice work too. Oh yes. But that's what, what the great thing about the movie is. Everybody has such a significant role because you know they transfer back and forth between different universes. So like, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a spoiler, but there's like an alpha universe where everybody in that universe is like super powered and you know can okay. kung fu fight and stuff. So. Yeah, I would say that's probably like the least spoiler spoiler yeah. just because like even with you saying that, I think to myself, that makes complete sense because I know that this is supposed to be a martial arts film and Michelle Yeoh is known mm-hmm. for martial arts. So that actually makes complete sense that there would be something because like I remember, you know, I haven't watched a lot of the trailers just because I want to try and go in as blind as I can as far as like 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 images in my head and, you know, I don't want to come up with ideas, you know, that don't pan out. But that was less, I assume that that was going to happen like. 
Now, yeah. in my head, for that one, because I was really the only one that I actually entertained, I thought because people are coming into her universe and she's having to fight them off. But that actually makes a lot of sense, too. So that's that's fun. Oh, I'm excited. I Unfortunately, I, I ran out to go to the bathroom at the point where they explained how people <gasps> get from universe to universe. So oh, I had to no. kind of figure it out. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> See, that's when you need the, was it the Run P app or whatever it's called, where like, it tells you what the best part to go to the to the restroom during a movie is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I came back and I was like, oh, what's going on? But <laughs> I was able to piece it together, but I, yeah. I was laughing. But no, I mean, I just wanted to warn you. It's, you know, it's it's rated R for a reason. It's, okay. it's got some it's got some gross out stuff in it, which you may not like. And it's got some kind of like adult. So is it like, like language or <laughs> sexual? Kind of sexual, but it's weird. They like blot okay. it out, like with squares, like almost okay. like a, a privacy screen. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so they actually is it's actually censored. Yeah, it's funny. Interesting. I mean, it's I I think you'll enjoy it, but it I was just like mm. well, just the fact that it's that they censor <laughs> it that I actually yeah because yeah my big thing is always with like uh the unnecessary like nudity and 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 things like that. So, but if they're censoring themselves and they and they do it for comedy. That might work for me, but yeah, the way you're wording yeah. it, where you're like, it's kind of weird. It's like, okay, maybe maybe it won't work because of other things going on. But <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, people are going to go one way or the other with this. Yeah. People are either going to hate this movie or really enjoy it. Yeah. But, yeah, I've heard people compare it to Scott Pilgrim. I don't know. I love that movie, so I don't, that's a very strong comparison to me. But is it the maybe the pacing? Um, is like Scott I think Pilgrim? it's just the weirdness of okay. it. Okay. You know, just the other war- worldly. I can't is it? Is there a lot of like quick cut edits type thing? Like not like necessarily mm. like shaky, but you know, like this and like everything's fast paced. No, the fight scenes were very well done. You know, okay. a lot of, you know, uh, they didn't do a lot of quick cuts and then people will fight that you wouldn't think would be able to, but they, they, they do. So. Yeah. Let me know what you think. I can't wait to hear your review. Yeah. Hopefully you don't hate it. <laughs> I, I hope so too. Yeah. And it's interesting because I was trying to find a showtime at one of the two theaters that I typically go to. Uh-huh. And so I'm actually going to a new, a different AMC that I've never been to before. It's only it's 15 minutes from me. So it's not like it's, I'm going out of state or anything. Um, but it's a place I've never been to before. So uh, yeah, I'm a, I plan. Thank you, by the way. I saw Bruce uh, say that he enjoyed the the, the car, car video. Whatever, Jeremy. I don't know how your claps work these days anymore. Um, Car video. Yeah, car video, car video. Um, So my plan is from this point forward to because now, yeah, uh, because okay. So good news. I don't know if I ever officially announced it, but I sent my little DJI pocket camera that I was able to get like years ago for vlogging, and I used it for vlogging. And then COVID happened, and that would have been the perfect time to use it. But obviously, it was others a lot of other stuff going on too. And so I just kind of didn't use it at all. And and so it just never got charged. And it was one of those devices where if you don't charge it, you know, it's lithium ion battery, but if you don't charge it, it just will stop working. It'll die. And so when I finally started to start, decided to start using it again, I tried plugging it in and it wouldn't hold a charge. So I finally sent it in to, DJ, to, to DJI. It's obviously past warranty at this point. Um, and it was like, $20 or $25 to replace the battery. And I was like, oh, that's not too bad. And then all of a sudden they're like, labor. So like battery price, $25. Labor, 65 And I was like, what? That's that's crazy. What do you mean the, the labor is that much more expensive than the... Um, and what ended up happening was they... And I'm glad that 
I, they did this because I, I spent like I think it was like ninety total for for it. But I'm glad I did because what they ended up doing was because I think the battery is such a integral part of the system was that they actually just sent me a brand new unit. Um, so it's it's one where I'm sure it's like used or refurbished or something. But it was like a brand new unit, so I was like, okay, this is kind of nice. And uh, but now that I have that, um, because I was using my phone before, but with that one, I can actually plug in a little like lapel mic uh, into it, and so the the sounds a little bit better. So my plan is every time to to actually record live my instant reactions. So um, look for that on Monday, and I'll try and get that posted Monday evening. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, is everyone confused? Yes. What did I do? I'm reclaiming my time. I got it. <laughs> well, I, I, I tried yeah. to explain it as best I can. So I, 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 oh, no. It wasn't lost. I, I understood it. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Thank you, K-Man. Ten cookies for K-Man. I'm going old school. Ten cookies for K-Man. <laughs> Tina, write it down. We're keeping, oh, cookie, no, we're keeping cookie counts again. We're keeping cookie counts again. again. <laughs> We're going back two years, and we're going back to the the physical oh, oh, cookie oh, counts. Odin and his. How long is it going to take you all? Well, we've got fifty pages to get through. Be patient. <laughs> so, for those that maybe haven't been here from the beginning, I used to do cookies where if someone left a really fun comment or just like a really good comment, I would be like, "Oh, I'm going to give you ten digital. Like, I'm going to give you ten cookies." And so it used to be before I had a bot that could do this automatically, it used to be where Tina and Steph would write it down. And so it was all handwritten. And so they kept track of who got how many cookies when. And eventually they were able to put it into like a Google Sheets platform. Mm -hmm. And I just remember when they first put it together, I looked at it and I was like, oh, my goodness, I am so sorry that I put you (laughs) That I put y'all through this. We we seriously had 25 to 30 pages of names cookie numbers and everything oh, yeah. and it was like that's why we hate math and and think about too the names that some people have right some people it's like oh bruce that's that's easy to keep track of like oh rosie yep. g12 some you know then you have like and i love you but like happy thousand needs some hugs so that's a bit to type out right that's a bit that's you know now obviously happy thousand's been around for a long time so you know i'm sure that you know for anyone who's like a regular they would you know have a shorthand for it but in the beginning, especially where a lot of times we were getting new people and everything, um, yeah, there'd be random names would come in, and oh, it was it was always great. So, uh, but it was crazy because then I would randomly say, "Oh, I, I want the cookie count totals, so that way I can do giveaways," and that's how it used to be done. And so then I'd I'd ask them to do it first, and then when they put it into the the, the form, I would ask them, "Oh, so when is this going to be up to date?" And they're like, "Hold on, we need to." transfer this over you didn't give us time and when i saw it i was like oh i get it i get it now i'm sorry (laughs) and then i found a bot and they didn't have to worry about it anymore (laughs) and they were and there was much rejoicing and there was much rejoicing (laughs) anyway sorry laura uh continue (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like that uh what's up with that skit where like Adam Ant sitting at the end of the couch, like just like what, like okay. <laughs> well, sorry, we didn't get to you again today, Adam Ant. We're sorry. <laughs> so, Laura, you uh, saw Lost City, huh? Yeah, super quickly, um, because these movies are not in the theater anymore. So let's not let's not dally. 
Um, I did see the Lost City with Sandra Bullock and the Magic Mike guy, and was hoping was for like you know the Heart of the Nile or whatever that Jewel of the Nile kind of vibes, and it was okay. It was horrible. Oh <laughs> no! Because she don't need no man. Okay. You know. Mm. Yeah. She don't need a man. Uh, yeah. But no, um, Brad Pitt was fantastic, but, uh, spoiler, he dies, like, 15 <gasps> seconds into the movie, so. Oh, why does that not surprise me? He was oh, the manly man, so they had to kill him, and then, yeah, I just, I don't know. I love Sandra Bullock, though. <sighs> not her best work. She's got the same problem that the other actress has, where her face doesn't move anymore, yeah. so what they going for her. Yeah. Mm-mm. Candy T um, says, "Romancing the Stone." Romancing the Stone. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic movie. Yeah. I don't know why I got Jewel of the Nile from. That's weird. Must be That's the sequel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last movie that I saw, which deserves a lot of respect, but it's not in theaters anymore, was The Outfit. Okay. Um, Went to see it for Dylan O'Brien, but um, Johnny Flynn. I think his name is from Emma. Uh, mm-hmm. What ended up being the best part of that performance. So, um, oh, he was the best part of the film. Yeah, yeah. It's all set. It's all shot in one Taylor's office. So the whole movie it was shot during COVID. Mm. So it's a very small crew. Um, uh, so this Taylor, he's like real mysterious. He moved from England to Chicago and kind of befriends a mob boss in Chicago. So they use his tailor shop to like make drops, you know, people come in to put the bribes in this little mailbox. Um, and then, uh, the tailor, yeah. Uh, Mark, what's his name? Mark Rylance, mm-hmm. uh, Leonard, uh, he gets uh, caught up in some, uh, mob shenanigans and, uh, it goes from there. But, uh, Zoe, Zoe Deutsch is actually Leah Thomas's daughter, and you can really see it in her face. Yeah, um, I remember when the film was coming out and I was doing research on it, I was like, I had no idea that they were. But yeah, I definitely, now that you mention it, you could definitely see. Yeah, a lot of people had problems with the ending, so it, it worked for me, but a lot of people, the ending was kind of like, hmm. But, uh, you know, small, small uh, cast, very tense. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, this was a film I like that I wanted to watch. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's it's no longer, you know, it didn't do very well at the box office. And uh, it looks like it might be available, though, to buy, if not pre-order. So do you think it's do you think it's worth uh, buying on physical media? Oh, no, not buying. It's a good Sunday afternoon watch. I'd wait till it's on streaming somewhere. Um, I don't know if you could get it for a good price. It was it was fairly entertaining. Okay. And Mark Rylance is—he's been around forever. Oh, I love—I I love Mark Rylance. Mm-hmm. I remember well, uh, yeah. his last uh, like award. Not that the awards really matter anymore. Um, I believe was for Bridge of Spies, and Bridge of Spies mm-hmm. was great. With Tom Hanks, yeah, that movie was mm-hmm. great. I like that. He—he he plays this very understated character and role. And I remember I got to see him on. I got to see him on Broadway. He was in a show and right. he's just, ah, uh, yeah. I, he's just, uh, he's one of those actors where you look at him and you're like, I want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give you a hug. I mean, look at, look at him. Like, that's just. 
Yeah, he does a he does a great job in this movie because you know he's a tailor. So the movie starts off with him, you know, like talking about you know how one becomes a tailor, and he's making a suit by hand, like through the whole movie, and it's 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 really interesting in a couple different areas. You know, it's kind of a a mystery, um, mm-hmm. a suspense movie. So I liked it. Okay, I liked it. I saw so much more, but I don't. A lot of it is just not anything worth really talking about right now. Okay. Um, I talked to Tina about her Once Upon a Time in America, which was yes. Oh, so you did see that? Yes. Woo! That's a movie. I told you. Oh yeah. Lord! I appreciate the warning because I had to fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I I felt like that was a warning I needed, you know, to put out there since nobody gave me a warning when I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's still worth watching. It's 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 a great movie, but. Yeah. So similar to the warning, uh, I believe, if, from what I can remember, that you gave me for the duel, right? It was like one of those scenes. Oh, even... yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it fit in the genre, though. I mean, it was, you're talking about mobsters in this movie, so they're bad, bad people. So it wasn't out of, out of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yes. <sighs> I've talked for a long time, so I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything else that you wanted to mention? Oh, no, thanks, Tina. Thanks for the great movie recommendations. It really, uh, I've got so many little avenues I want to investigate now. So that's a nice way to fill up the afternoon, fill up the weekend with these classic movies. So Nice. You're a treasure, Tina. <laughs> she is indeed a treasure. She is. But I'll, I'll hang by and listen. I have to check out at 12, but cool. I want to hear what anybody else has to say. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, we'll get to, I guess, a couple comments. So Bruce says, she don't need no man is all I need to hear about any movie to know to avoid it. Yep. Sounds about right. And let's see. I think Hound 3000 is heading off. So thank you for being here, Hound 3000. Get some hugs. I appreciate it. Um, Mark Taylor, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. All right, so let's go ahead then and see what. Well, now my order's been switched up a little bit with with ZK Man uh, being being in and out. So I think Matt three one seven though may have been been up next technically in the order. So Matt, what you've been watching or what you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. As far as uh, new movies go, let's see. I haven't seen, as I've said, I haven't seen Northman, but yeah, I guess I'll, I'll plan on go see it anyway. And the only other okay. movie I saw in the theater was Sonic 2, mm-hmm. which, uh, oh, you pull that up immediately. Nice. Because <laughs> I remember you had talked about it earlier, so I figured I'd pull it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was nice. It was a nice, you know, silly, dumb, well, not really dumb, but just kind of silly movie like fun, mm-hmm. which uh, I enjoyed in the right, the right way, and just uh, like it was just a uh, good all around like fa- family movie. Had a good dad story, at least two. And uh, let's see. So, what did you really? My head. What did you really like about the film? Like, what was something that I guess sold the film for you? Oh, just like familiarity with like Sonic the Hedgehog and okay. Some of so the you, uh, you've like, played uh, more some of the more recent games then. Well, up to uh, 
like uh, early two thousands. Okay. As well as I played the original ones as well. Okay. I guess because, you know, I've mentioned it before. One of my issues that I had with it was it's hard for me to find the like the voice and the characterizations of the characters entertaining because it's just not what I because I grew up with the Sega Genesis version and those versions. Not only, of course, did you not have talking, but the attitudes seemed also different, right? Like there was this this sense of cockiness in the character of Sonic from yes. from those games and then. Uh, you know, same thing with Knuckles too, but it was also kind of again that that cool factor, and so it's yes. always been a little bit more difficult for me, you know, with the first Sonic film and now this film too, to really get into it with the way they're taking it. So I guess for you, since you played some of the later games as well, yeah, like how was there something that developed in the later games that fit in more that fits in more with this current iteration of the characters, or is this kind of just a new way in which the characters are being presented? Well, let's see. Uh, analyzing Sonic, uh, uh, it's like it's just a fun adventure, mm-hmm. like just uh, good gu- good guys, bad guys, and uh, well, just stuff. Uh, as far as like deep character development, not really. I mean, that's some had some heart that I kind of liked as well. And uh, just the interaction with Sonic and Tails, it was good. Though, uh, of course, it was mostly the parts that had to deal with the actual Sonic characters that stuck out that that was good. Mm -hmm. Once it started doing things that weren't, well, it, it, uh, it went off a cliff briefly. And uh, you br- you said you fell asleep at one point, and I think I know exactly which part. It was uh, mid- either midway or two-thirds in the movie where it turned into a dumb rom-com, completely absent of any kind of Sonic characters. So that's where, what yeah. people have said, and yet, if you're talking about the wedding... And the yes. Bridezilla sequence, the four seasons. That was the most entertaining part that I four seasons. That that was the most entertaining part of the movie for me. I oh. actually laughed at the Bridezilla thing. I thought that was hilarious. Okay. Well, yeah. As far as all like was all right, but yeah. I just remember while well, I told my friend while watching it, wait, wasn't this a Sonic movie at one point? You <laughs> <laughs> we were watching Sonic and Tails race down a mountain. Yeah, and then. Oh, now we're we're at some resort, and it's some wacky hijinks at some wedding, like, and there's like a government agents, <laughs> which uh, oh, when they mentioned gun, like oh yeah, that oh I remember that from Sonic Adventure too. <laughs> it's like oh I didn't, that was another part where I was thinking oh oh I didn't know they'd incorporate that yeah. And just, uh, but uh, it was, it was most, more so just as a uh, general, like, uh, like good natured, like, uh, adventure movie. In a way, it also kind of reminded me of a, like, Dragon Ball. Mm. Like, are you familiar with Dragon Ball? So, for that, are you talking about the film, like, the film version? No, not like it. 
Or the original animated. Original animated. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where they're going around the world finding finding a uh, magical MacGuffin to uh, mm-hmm. stop stop the bad guy from having it to take over the world. And uh, it reminded me of when uh, they usually have like a dragon radar that Bulma would have. Mm-hmm. And so, lo and behold, Tails had one as well. And Tails also seemed like the Bulma-like character. And Oh, this, that kind of aspect I kind of liked as well. And then the, uh, also just the general randomness of some spots that, uh, like being an adult in the audience, I found myself kind of, kind of laughing, laughing and perplexed at, but still kind of happy it's there for some reason. Yeah. Particularly, uh, one specific part where uh my kind of spoil not really a spoiler but i guess sort of i mean it's in the trailers i guess he he gets a giant robot toward the end and out of nowhere you hear walk by pantera <laughs> like the guitar riff from that and while he's controlling the giant robot and he's like doing air guitar with his leg. Like like world domination playlist. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah, I thought thought uh Jim Carrey was good in the role as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, just as a general family movie. Yeah, I still enjoy it on that level. Yeah. Nothing too deep, but it was just a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, I just I guess it's it's because of the you know, the new characterizations of of these certain characters and how it doesn't really match up to characters in a game that typically didn't have any real voices or anything right. um up until more recently. And so you know, that that disconnect for me was just a little bit too much to overcome in both the first and second film. You know, the first film I saw and supported and, you know, in general enjoyed because of Jeff Fowler as a director stepping up mm-hmm. and listening to fans and everything. And I think that that is definitely something that is, is worthy of, of commending. It just was so hard oh, to, yeah. to get into it. And I think if, you know, the thing I've mentioned previously, if they, I think that if they had had a different voice actor for both, not just Sonic, but Knuckles too. Because I like Idris Elba, but mm-hmm. when I heard the Idris Elba voice for for Knuckles, I was like, "Why in the world is going?" I was like, "What? Was why fine. is?" Though, uh, yeah, like, it's, it's like you could have put anyone else, and probably would have. I don't know name name recognition, but mm-hmm. they still did a good job as it at least. Yeah, is a uh, mannerisms also kind of remind me a little bit of Worf for some reason. Hmm. Particularly, uh, like his uh, straightforward matter, matter of fact, like warrior persona, and then when he tries to, uh, like when he understands quirky Earth customs, he sort of combines it with his uh, warrior persona as well. Like I was specifically reminded of when, uh, I guess it's not really a spoiler, but baseball is involved as well mm-hmm. when uh 
Did, I guess you hadn't really watched Deep Space Nine too far yet. No, I have not uh, uh, caught up on any of the other episodes, but I'm about nine or episodes in or so. Oh, yeah. Well, essentially, uh, later on, there's a uh, episode where Cisco has to, tries to build up a baseball team to fight against a uh, an old uh, like academy rival who's Vulcan, and his whole team is Vulcan. And uh, Worf is on the... Uh, on the Niners team as well. And you hear, he's like, uh, you see Michael Dorn in like baseball gear on the field. He's like, death to the opposition. <laughs> that, and uh, so just the way uh, Knuckles was kind of acting like that too. Let's go. It's like, oh, I could, I conquered the first base and then the second base. Like, oh, okay. You got, you just got, Incorporated Wharf. I see what you did there, director. <laughs> so this must have been what I slept through. So so it, it leads to a baseball game. Well, you know they all make, you know they all they defeat a Robotnik. They all become friends and they celebrate um, with the baseball game. Um, you know, call back to the first movie. Oh. Um, People and, said that uh, people said I slept through the best part, and I'm listening to this, and I'm like, wait, oh. what? <laughs> I'm like, what? This. <laughs> I don't even uh. know what you all are talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh man, were you able to see well, anything else? Uh, I guess uh, I was planning on seeing Northman, and uh, another one that kind of kind of interested in in a similar way was uh, the bad guys. Oh, Chris Gore talked about that yesterday. Huh? Good reviews? Or... Yeah, he I was enjoyed to see it. What, uh, oh, what other people thought. I saw, like, trailers of it and thought, oh, that looks, looks kind of cute. You know, like, it's the uh, all the bad animals who are, like, in a <laughs> in, like, a crime gang pulling <laughs> off a heist. But then they're tr- trying to be good for a change. Oh, they look like uh, cute and funny. But I was, and apparently it's got a high Rotten Tomatoes score. But what does that mean? So I'd like to hear what uh, what other people said about have said about it as well. You know, people I trust. Yeah, Chris Gore. I mean, it wasn't like he was saying, "Oh, this is the greatest movie of all time." But he enjoyed it, and he said it kind of had this Ocean's Eleven feel to it. Ah, interesting. I guess because the heist, you know, the heist movie or whatever. The trailer's really cute. Yeah, like oh yeah, it's Dream Dreamwork, Dreamworks. Like oh, thank you, Bruce. And it's like doesn't seem like there's any. Uh, oh no, it's, I haven't. Don't know what. Uh, verification of oceans let's say yeah i was gonna say this sounds like yeah so this one review it's simple it just says the verification of oceans 11 so yeah i think yeah (laughs) that sounds about right yeah (laughs) and then apparently bruce says that uh he called it chris gore called it tarantino Tarantino for for kids kids. interesting yes Yes, that was the term he used interesting all right well chris gore Says he liked it. Yeah, I'll give it a try too. 
It's got to be better than the female version of Ocean's Eleven, which was. Oh my goodness, horrific. Ocean's Eight was <laughs> what? so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I what? missed out on that, thankfully. And you know what the thing about what? it too is the reason why Ocean's Eight is bad is not because of even like it was already bad enough when they clearly were like, oh, let's make this, but let's make it all women. You know, like that already shows a lack of creativity. But then they do the same, like it's the same issue that Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen had, where it's like okay, we get it. It's the same story again. And then Ocean 13 is the same story again. And then for eight, they could have changed it up a bit. Maybe they could have done something different, but instead they did the same thing again. Only what's the difference? They're all women. And so the biggest issue that I have with eight is less so the, the gender swap and more so the fact that the story is the exact same. Like, and so it's like, mm-hmm. even if they had had all even if they had had all men or even if they had had a mixture, it still would have been bad because it was so unoriginal, you know? Shander Bullock yet again. She was yeah. on that one. Yep. Oh. Huh. Huh. I haven't <laughs> liked her in anything since, uh, oh. oh my goodness. Her What's up, society all- reviews? Uh, you hit me up, bro. You hit me up, man. Laura, her phenomenology just went out of my brain. Maybe Miss Congeniality. I think there was one since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good maybe. Yeah. The one, because yeah. I thought the trailer, you know, going back to the bad guys, I thought the trailer definitely looked entertaining. Uh, the thing that lost me, and I mentioned it previously, and I still hold to it, is the fact that Lily, Lily Singh is in it. Yeah, no. Like, like, like okay. even if it's a small role or something, like to me, it's just like, uh, I just. Now, when I see the film, if I hear a voice and it's, it sounds like her because I don't think she can do voices. So I think that I'm going to be able to tell pretty, pretty well that it's her. I yeah, mean, that's why I was wanting to see what other people thought. I kind of, yeah. you know, didn't want to go out and see if it wasn't good or like I said, good. Yeah. I'm still trying to get over that Billy Ellis has an Oscar. <sighs> <laughs> the girl who sings the bad guy song, Billy uh-huh. Ellis, oh, and, uh, she, she did the song for Double Seven that was actually pretty good, but she won an Oscar for that. Oh, oh the 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 last one, mm, No Time to Die. Okay, well Tina doesn't have time to watch this stupid. Movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch. Oh, I, didn't watch. Oh, I, I don't. I didn't even. No, oh, I forgot all about that. Oh yeah. Sorry, Sorry tangent. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, just uh, in general, I like uh, I kind of go around the ga- gambit as far as like I like like serious action movies, but on occasion I like you know good silly, you know fun movies as well. Mm-hmm. Which also uh, I mentioned Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. I uh, the reason I picked up a lot of the Dragon Ball calls back callbacks and sonic was that i was happened to be watching the original dragon ball like anime subbed because uh don't know what hulu what's up with hulu apparently they say something is expiring soon but then turns out it's not oh okay either then either way i watched a whole bunch of episodes of something i thought was going to be taken away but yeah, I loved it. Did you ever watch uh, Dragon Ball? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I 
when because I grew up mostly during the Dragon Ball Z era, so that was more more of my you know more of my shtick. Yeah, but I but then they started showing Dragon Ball too, and so I was able to watch a little bit of that. And I was going to try and rewatch all of it because I, I think I got like an account with what is it? Is it Funimation? That's mm. the distributor of it. Yes. Or, and, and so they had like a streaming service or something, or it was one of the streaming services. They they had it on there, and I had a trial or something. And so I was going to try and watch all of it and just binge watch everything. Mm-hmm. And I got like I got I got several episodes into it, and I just enjoyed it a lot because as a kid, you just don't really catch a lot of the humor. I mean, yeah. there. I mean, uh, yeah, at the very beginning, there is a <laughs> sequence of events where essentially young Goku, because he doesn't understand humans and has never yes. met a female in his life, uh, essentially ends up sexually assaulting Bulma. But he yes, doesn't know. Bro. He doesn't know because he's like, what is this? Like, what are these? Like, what oh, is... Go- yeah. And it's just like, it's so... But it's done in such a way where it's it's so like you know you know young and innocent, but at the same time yeah. you're like oh man kids, but then you remind yourself that well that's because these aren't you know cartoons you know these aren't things that but even cartoons right like really weren't weren't even made for kids like old school cartoons weren't made for kids either right so it's just interesting uh, the staying power of this but yeah Dragon Ball was great I love Dragon Ball Z. Um and then I tried watching some of GT, just couldn't get into it. And I'm then watching GT as well. Yeah. So at sure some point I want to rewatch all of it. I'm enjoying that more than I, I remember too. Which mm, uh, okay. And of course the only way to watch them is subtitled. Hmm. And you see, uh, I I prefer them uh dubbed in this instance. And I think it's just because animation, typically for me, I as long as they've got good voice actors, I prefer that. Whereas live action, obviously, I'm I'm gonna do subtitles every single time. But for anything that's animated, typically they've been pretty good. I, I mean, I think it's just something that they've just been so used to for so long. You know, and just you know, think about Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli, right? They've had so many of their films for so long now being released in many countries in different languages like they've been used to casting voice actors and most of the time they get talented voice actors or at least Mm -hmm. competent ones and so typically even though i think that the argument still stands of the original is is usually better because emotions conveyed better and things like that for animation i just think that they are do a lot better job of casting people for those than they do for the live action dubs of different films oh yeah sure though i guess when it comes though uh I only reverse that when it comes to specifically anime mm-hmm. or essentially uh, something that was originally in a like a host country language and yeah. was obviously made with that in mind. And then, uh, yeah, you got to be able to capture the, the same emotions and stuff because there are these subtle differences. Because I remember yes. it was a film called Your Name. Uh, it was an uh, anime film that came out a few years ago. It's a it's a beautiful film. It's so good, and I remember seeing it. Uh, I believe the first time I saw it was subbed, so with the subtitles. And there's just so many of these nuances that that are there in the subtitles and the actual script. And then you listen to the English version, and they change words, they change yes. expressions, and so yeah, that drives me crazy. So yeah, whenever there's that kind of stuff going on, 
then at that point I would go probably and listen to and watch the subtitle version just because I don't want to have to deal with the story actually being changed or, or words right. or language. And it doesn't even make sense either because you're reading the subtitles. You're like, okay, this makes sense. Why then do you change the speaking parts? You know, that doesn't make any sense when they do that. Localization. Yeah. Or rather they don't like the original uh, context anyway. And yeah. they need to, needs to be improved. Mm-hmm. In which case, sound familiar? Yeah. But, even still, yeah, like, the, yeah, I grew up watching it so, like the original English dub, but I guess that eventually, like, watching it again in original Japanese, like, yeah, I did kind of actually kind of enjoying it a little bit more. Like, uh, the uh, actress who plays Son Goku, Masako, Har- I forgot, Masako Nazawa. Yes, she's like a, she's eighty five, and oh she's goodness. she's uh, been voicing the character and others for since pretty much from the beginning. Oh wow! So one of the most important, most famous, well known fi- voices like characters in a- anime is voiced by a eighty year old <laughs> Japanese grandma. I love it. God bless her. <laughs> that's pretty awesome <laughs> the same with uh, the great Ryu Horikawa who plays Vegeta oh okay he's also been do- doing it for years too and yeah and you see I, I like the English uh, actor voice actors that do those those characters I just think that they're so they're, those are so much fun too it's interesting because you definitely have two different I think cultures going on with those shows you know you have the purists who who love the original voice actors who love that but then you also have the others that love the the Americanized or the English dubbed versions and you know people who are big fans of of them as well and um and what I, what's cool is that you have something similar where you have the people who did the voice work you know back in the 90s who are still doing the voice work today and they still sound the exact same so it's it's awesome that you have kind of both that are able to uh, do that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a, I know that. Uh, I mentioned you also mentioned we should bring up Godzilla. A while, but like we didn't get to talk about that before. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've been on my spot a little bit too much already, so I can move on. Did you want to talk about the original Godzilla? Uh that and Gamera. Okay, but figured that would, you know, several, <laughs> several of those movies, like dozens of them, because I watched all the original, like I rewatched all the original Godzilla movies on Hulu, not Hulu, uh, HBO Max from the Criterion Collection, mm-hmm. like the original uh, Showa era, from fifty four to seventy five. And also on the side, I've been watching Gamera, which is uh, another kaiju series that's actually now on uh, Amazon. Gamera, the friend of children. <laughs> he is a He's friend a of children. He's a fire-breathing turtle who flies. <laughs> and I, I, I still is this the first know. one from 1965? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I still Black don't know how... Godzilla was, and then yeah. eventually he becomes like a hero, especially to chil- the children. 
the children that all need to die. Yes. Camera, camera. Camera, save us, camera. What are you doing, camera? Oh, no, camera. Camera. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Tina, the power comes out. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I need to go through my collect because I still get sent stuff from MVD Visual, and and typically they also include a lot of the um, Arrow video releases too. And I I I wonder if I've ever been sent a, a Gamera. Oh, I, you I, remember? If I may have been sent. One. Well, no, because like I don't get to watch because a lot of stuff I get from them. Sometimes I'm like I have never heard of this before. I don't really know much about this. So I'm wondering, I need, I might need to go through and check that out because it sounds like at least. Uh, <laughs> the, so when does the song, does the song start from the very beginning? Like is the first film they have? No, it starts in like the third mo- movie that sort of yeah. comes back. At, like it's a uh, children singing like the theme. Okay. Like Gamera, you're so strong. Gamera, you're so strong. Blow. Like fight monsters from outer space. Go, go, go. Stuff like that. And then MST3K did their version. This is the one that came up with the turtle meat song, right? Yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a stream unless Tina sings. It's very <laughs> true. <laughs> this is very, very true. I'm looking through to see the more recent uh, films that I've been sent because y'all might have better ideas about them than, than I do. I'm finding it now. <laughs> Here we go. The Gambara song. Mm-hmm. Oh. Are you, you, you going to sing? No, I'm going to post <laughs> MST3K's version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know all the words. They also did one for the... Matt, do you remember the Timmy song from Gambara? The, the Timmy song that MST3K came up with. I think it was a fish. And they, I should have, haven't really watched that. Okay. Mystery Science Theater parody camera. <laughs> so I, those references are kind of lost, fortunately. So does anyone know Lies and Deceit, five films by Claude Charbot? What? I, again, this is the kind of stuff this is the kind of stuff I get sent. These are all the arrow video. Come drink with me. Mm-mm. From the nope. Shaw Brothers. No. About d- Deadly Games? That sounds vaguely familiar. I've heard of Funny Games, not uh, that one. Oh, this is the one where everyone was like, no, it's terrible. The uh, Kenneth Branagh Frankenstein. It's terrible. Yes, <laughs> I can double, double it confirm that. Thanks. Yeah. I am pretty happy, though, because they sent me, and it's, I think, one of the first 4K steelbooks they've ever done, but Aero Video did Robocop 4K steelbook. So I'm actually pretty excited about that one. The fact that they actually did a steelbook for it. Uh, American Werewolf in, Werewolf in London. Oh, that's oh. a classic. <laughs> so I've never seen up. that. American Werewolf. Practical and, best theme song still hold up. And then these oh, are yeah. Shaw Brothers. Uh, Monkey Kung Fu. <laughs> 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 and then Sha- Shaolin Mantis. Nice. Like a so, mantis, yeah. like a bug? Yes. Like, yeah. And like the uh, uh, fighting style. Mm-hmm. But they have the bug on there in the background. <laughs> Just chill it out of the background. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that I get sent. That's why some of it's like, oh, Robocop, awesome. Um, 
It's and good then, to be the all father. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be the all father. And then I get also some of like a random stuff and I'm like, I have no idea what this is. So I've got like boxes of stuff. I might eventually start to do like random giveaways where it's like, hey, if you want a bunch of random films, because I know that Arrow videos are like usually collectible. So typically um, those are like, you know, you know, they grow in value over time. So like some mm-hmm. collectors, they like to collect for that reason. But yeah, I'm wondering. I might have. I might have Gamera. I might have a Gamera collection. That'd be interesting if I did. So I might have to be. Dig, I might have to go dig through some of the stuff I have at some point, uh, like over the next couple of weeks. But anything else that you wanted to to add there? Uh, uh, no, but I guess I was wondering if you, I could play the uh, the Gamera theme. <laughs> Are, is that something that they would uh, sh- uh, copyright strike for? I don't know. <laughs> it might be better just just to sing a little. Let's see. I want to sing, Father. Uh, I just want to sing, Father. <laughs> I haven't watched it enough to get really- <laughs> <laughs> That's not the right one. See, that's when I was waiting for Tina to like, jump in and just start to, you know. I, I only know the MSC 3K Ah, uh, okay. But, oh wait, I was playing a, l- a little bit in the background. I hope it wasn't too much. No, 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 I didn't hear it at all. Essentially, <laughs> it's the sound of, like, children singing singing the song. <laughs> yeah, I'm cheering on the giant turtle. That's one house. <laughs> Hey, if I great. saw a giant turtle, I'd be like, go turtle, go. Oh, Camera, really, uh, Guardian of the Universe. Remake. That was in like the 90s where they yeah. brought him back. Brought back his like his like rogues gallery as well and updated it with like ah, modern I see, I see. from the 90s. Yeah, Gamera 1, 2, and 3 it says there. Yes. It was mostly like 60s through 70s. Okay. That era. Interesting. So did Norikai... Oh, and Gyron. Like he's a ju- like he's oh a giant lizard with a oh giant like knife for a head. Oh, they would say he's mean. <laughs> he's gonna have control by alien girls who want to uh, yes. adopt up children to eat yes. them. What? Oh my goodness. Yes. And then Gamera <laughs> yeah. defeats one of the bad guys and then he jumps on this parallel bar and is swinging around. Yep. And I've, it, seen, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. It's like, well, this movie just got weird. <laughs> it's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Z- oh Zegra. That's another, another good one. Lots of... Uh, one thing I kind of noticed... That, uh, While all Japan roots him on. Yes. <laughs> oh, camera. It's usually like like a two oh, no, children they... who become like the main the main characters. Mm. Usually, like a like a son or a da- daughter, or oftentimes it's Boy Scouts, as it was in Gyron. No, I not Gyron. Uh. Let's see the squid one. Is that fire coming from his legs? Oh, yeah. That's he. Uh, he flies around on 
Like yeah. he flies around because he, he has, has like, rocket boosters in yeah, his legs. Like yes. <laughs> like R two D two. Yeah, he has like built up of gases that he burns off to both as a fire breath and to uh, fly around. Look at the yeah. actors that got into this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fighting against Jaws, who's essentially a giant vampire bat. Kichijiro Ueda from Rashomon and Seven Samurai. Oh, my He's goodness. a very gassy turtle. What are you going to do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he feeds on energy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All yeah, righty, then. Yeah, oh, I would recommend watching them along with Okay. Godzilla. I'll have to look through my set to see if I if I have any of those, because I might. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may have been one of the ones where I was like, I have no idea what this is, and now I need to be like, oh, now I need to see what, what in the world's going on. Because <laughs> sometimes, actually, they'll send like full-on sets. Like They'll do special releases. Arrow Video will do like a special release mm-hmm. set of a, a bunch of films, and so that sounds like something that, if not... Uh, if, if I haven't gotten it yet, then it may have been something that was released before I got into uh, receiving those. But General Winkster. <laughs> oh boy, what General Winkster say? Oh goodness my goodness! I love it. There it is for y'all to see. Uh, I'll, and I'll, I'll just let it be seen. That, strong, just, strong opinions. Strong opinions. Strong words from General Winkster. Strong words. Matt's face. He's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to talk about the movies I enjoyed. The trolls to come to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, the, like those aliens in the spaceship and set the, have the children cheer them on. Go, Gamera! Yeah. Wow. Well, Bruce says his legs would pull in and then flames ignite, you know, like a turtle. Either he'd fly around like Superman, or his shell would like spin around with like all, all four. Oh like, goodness! Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I remember breath. seeing image. Yeah, I remember seeing videos of the of the spinning too. Yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I know in one of his movies he looked like he was high or something. His eyes are just. Kind of- Oh, Gamera's eyes are like red. Like, yes. oh my goodness! Nice. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Well, it's Matt, tough. thank it's... you for that. I appreciate oh, it. You're welcome. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, all right. So, how's y'all all doing? Okay, we're we're in the last hour, so I just want to yeah. check how everyone's doing. Yeah, I got to check out at 12, but I'll just leave yeah. silently. I'll just check cool. out. Cool. I didn't go on too long, did I? No, 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 no. I just, I like to check in. I like <laughs> to check in. I worry about after. that every single time. I play my stream back and I'm like, oh God, I talk yeah. so much. <laughs> Again, this, this is a stream for y'all, but I also want to make sure, especially since I have, you know, more time constraints with uh, the baby and, and my wife's not feeling too well either. And so I know that like, I he's, he's asleep right, he's asleep right now. And so I know that, that she'll want me to take over you know, once, once he wakes up. So three is like that, that sweet spot. So maybe if we go a little, a little past three, we'll be okay. But I want to make sure that everyone has a chance. Uh, but no, y'all are doing fine. Y'all are doing great. So thank y'all for that. All right. Chat. Hope y'all are doing well. Y'all are, y'all are great. I'm loving these comments. I'm trying to highlight the ones that I can, but thank y'all very much for, for being with us today. And now we have the Empress of the universe 
And you know what that means? It's Tina time. Yay. Movie reviews and history. Well, unfortunately, I didn't. Oh, I'll probably come up with one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I need. That's what I used to tell the uh, when I would teach out at the academy on how not to screw up a crime scene before we Mm. arrive. (laughs) And I said, all these years I've worked on the department, and I didn't get a freaking theme song like "Stupid" on CSI Miami. You know, he's got that. <laughs> or camera. Or camera. <laughs> I only saw uh three movies. Whoa. <gasps> what? What? So the ones Where's I the real the, Tina? The yes. ones I didn't get to cover last time I did on the show Thursday night. So everybody knows those. So that was Ghost of Mrs. Mirror, the Big Sleep, Murder My Sweet and Laura. Laura. Uh, yeah. yeah, Laura, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and Laura. Yes. Which, her or the movie? No, no, no. Laura, Laura, Laura. Shorty, 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 short. Um, (laughs) It's called me shorty, shorty. I'm changing my name right now. (laughs) Changing the shorty, short. So I will keep calling it. It's shorty story, not shorty, short. You know what I'm talking about. You said you saw Laura, the movie. Yes. Read Vera Caspery's book. That is based on. I found it virtually at the at the library. You definitely see the changes, and I'm. I think the movie changes were for the better. Hmm. So, uh, but but you might you might enjoy it because it's told from several points of view, and since you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Mm, okay. That's very so. rare. Because what's the other? There was another film that you've you've mentioned that was it. Oh, was it uh, Master and Commander one that you preferred the movie to the? Or what's the one that you? There's another well, one that you preferred. The well, movie Master and Commander's got twenty books. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not reading all that. <laughs> they're, ain't, they're ain't nobody really got time good. for that. They're really good, and I highly recommend them because you go from the start of Jack's career all the way up through him finally making Admiral Mm. and the 21st book O'Brien didn't get to finish because he died yeah but there's so there's a short version of what we have of that so I've got all 21 so okay uh yeah yeah oh Nathan said Mike oh Michael my oh okay I get it Nathan I think Something else was going on, so I, I missed out on the full comment. Okay. Anyway, since Lars already talked about the Northman, the only um, thing I'm going to... It's gonna... Shorty Short. Um, <laughs> Shorty Short. Shorty Short. Already... <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're Shorty Short. <laughs> Has already discussed the Northman. Yes, I saw it yesterday. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was kind of funny because I was joking to myself, Gary, get out of my mind because Gary was saying yesterday on FNT it had these Excalibur vibes and I was like yes I was thinking of that the whole time it was like this dark fantasy and then it's combined with uh, you have Norse mythology you have uh, it felt kind of Conan-ish what else did I call it Um, uh, Conan, Excalibur, Gladiator it was just kind of a mix of all that. And it was just like, like I said, this dark fantasy. Uh, the first village they showed kind of reminded me of Rohan in Lord of the Rings. 
I was thinking that too. Mm. Oh my god, get out of my mind! Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, That's but I, I really enjoyed it. I want to see it again when it comes to home video. I can't. The theater is showing it is like 10 miles away from me. And that's just too, that's too much to travel yeah. by Lyft or Uber. So are there closer I, theaters that are just not showing it or? Yeah. The okay. Cinemark St. Matthews. That's like three miles from me. is not showing it. Okay. And I triple checked and I was like, Oh damn. So well, uh, maybe it'll do well and they'll be able to expanded uh, out a little bit i i hope so and yeah laura the valkyrie scene i was like see that's a real valkyrie that's not that <laughs> her <laughs> a drunken slave trader who still hasn't come had her come to jesus moment where she's sitting up like, oh i'm so bored it's just like well you got the same her that might be a it I'm like uh, yeah whatever but anyway the trailers I saw were kind of interesting I'll zip through them the only ones that were interesting to me I didn't realize there was a Bob Burgers movie I used to love Bob's Burgers and the movie looked like it's an extension of the of the show and if they stick with that, that'll be great because I saw all the characters and I'm like, oh, they got Tina, Louise, and there's Bob. And, you know, so I knew everybody. <laughs> Unfortunately, 20th Century Fox is now owned by Disney. So that means I probably will never see it. Mm. Okay. I also saw the trailer to Downton Abbey. And I got goosebumps. I was like, oh my gosh, I have forgotten how beautiful Downton Abbey is. Yeah. And. It looks like everything, it looked real as in when they said, oh, we're going to the Italian Riviera. And I was like, it looks like they might be on the Italian Riviera. That's gorgeous. So I might, I don't know, I might go see that. And then the three trailers, one of them, I just remembered last night. I was like, I don't even remember talking about that one. And I I think I was typing on Discord and Matt and Bruce were commenting. I said, well, I saw a trailer by that racist dude. Oh, and, nope. Uh, and I was like, I don't even remember. And it's like, oh, yeah, Jordan Peele. Yes, he's a racist just like Spike Lee. So don't argue mm. with me. Not and as bad as Spike Lee, I think. He might not be as bad as Spike Lee, yeah. but I, I won't. I'm not going to go see his movies. And it looked okay. lame. And I'm sure that the aliens that appear are going to be evil white people. I just yeah. I just know that. Because he could, is that. I could totally see. And it's sad because, you know, I, I, I've mentioned this before, too. And, and I think that you, you would probably feel, I, he's such a talented filmmaker, though. He really That's is talented. He really is talented. But he gets so blinded by identity politics that... It's like it, it like kind of like Spike Lee. I think Spike Lee's and I think an argument can be made that Spike Lee is also a very brilliant filmmaker. But the same thing, he just gets so obsessed with identity politics. I I would actually I actually personally think Jordan Peele's a better filmmaker. I really do. Um, but yeah, like I think that totally is going to be what what happens is that it, it's going to be something. It's going to be some commentary about race or some comment like there's going to be because every single one of the films that he's done so far has done that, even though they've been really interesting. I mean, even just the last film he did the trailer haunts you because what, the music he chose last film was that oh uh, what was it called um get out no no that was the first one um the i've got five on it 
Maybe. Yeah, I got five. Every time I hear that song, I just hear yeah. goosebumps. It's like, ooh, it's well, also, it's created one of the best videos of all time, which is the reworked trailer to <laughs> <laughs> to Cats. Yes. It's the Cats trailer set to that song, and it turns into a horror film, and it's fantastic. Us, thank you, uh, General Wingster. Thank yeah. You. Oh, um, oh, but yeah, like, again, there's, there's such good stuff there. But he, yeah, you're right. I, I think his, again, his obsession with race i think it's is his downfall well i won't be seeing it and hopefully it's a bomb and then i'll yeah. be happy uh and then the other i think there was another trailer i don't remember but during the dr strange 2 mm. trailer i was on my iphone the whole time i was like, oh jeez <laughs> don't don't care all this it's like that thor trailer all this cgi noise coming at me and i'm like i i think and then wanda and her well men get away with everything we women can't do anything it's like shut up you crazy psycho you need to be locked away yeah and I'm sure that's what the movie is going to be. Women good, men evil, blah, 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 blah. I don't need to see it. Not the way she says it, too. That doesn't yeah. seem very fair. It doesn't like, seem very fair. It's like you took a whole town hostage yeah. and got away with it while plank number three is standing there going, mm-hmm. you'll never know what you gave up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm sick of all of you all. <laughs> and, then, and then the other trailer I saw Let's just say, don't ever look at Tom Cruise in 4K on a big screen. Every single freaking wrinkle he has was showing up. I'm like, Tom, do you know how bad you look in this? Oh, see the wrinkle face or plastic face? I'd rather have. Oh, I know face. he's. Ha- I know. Me and Steph said he just had surgery because one side of his face was swollen up. He was at some game, and Steph said, "Yeah, I think that they did that where they pulled." the skin up and yeah. so one side of his face was swollen but no i was sitting there i started laughing because i was like oh my gosh i can see every wrinkle on his face of course i realized top gun 2 is supposed to be 30 some years after the original the flying scenes did look kind of cool but i'm like you know what i can stay home and look at the right stuff i i don't need to go suffer through somebody that i've despised his whole career and I, I, somebody even brought it to me, but was it since the couch jump? I said, no, I've never liked Tom Cruise, ever. So it's not all of a sudden on the turn of a dime, I'm going to start liking this dude. So, no. But, I mean, the movie looked interesting. But, uh, yeah, blown up in 4K, you can see every single wrinkle. And I'm like, this is, Tom, you're just yeah and that's why yeah for anyone else too because i understand why you and also why anyone would have issues that's why like the way i'm the way i would sell this to anyone and again if the movie's not good i'll be like yeah don't don't see it but at least initially is because of this guy right here joseph kasinski who's who's making the film because this guy has a good track record like he made oblivion with Cruise, which i i actually really liked a lot it was really great sci-fi the visual effects were phenomenal too um, but also only the brave, which is if you've not seen it, oh man, uh, it, get ready for tears. It's about uh, forest. It, it, oh, it's a it's actually a story about where they oh, what are they called? Yeah, uh, the Granite Mountain Hotshots, um, and it's about them battling wildfires in uh, to save an Arizona town. And oh, it's just Josh like Josh Rollins in that. Yeah, but yeah. oh, but he he gives like he's in it. Jeff Bridges, Miles Teller, Jennifer Conley. Uh, 
it's actually got a really good cast, but it's it's really good. It's it it pulls on the heartstrings. But anyway, continue. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so those are the only. Tra- I, like I said, Top Gun Two. No, I would never pay to go see it, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to miss out on something. But that's what everybody said when I didn't see Top Gun at the theaters, and then I saw it on home video and was like, I don't know what the big deal's about. Oh mm. wow, the hate went back even back to the '80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flowers of Robert Maplethorpe. Maplethorpe. But no, the two video game nerd reference. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> other than the Northman, which I gave four stars to, only other movies I saw were Titanic and Jesus and Nazareth. And I hadn't seen Titanic in a while. I figured it was time. It was the 110th anniversary of her sinking. And uh, Steph and I did a show Thursday before last, uh, celebrating the 110th anniversary. And I, I mean, I know we all tend to mock James Cameron because we keep talking about those 100 Avatar movies that he's going to give us all. But I will give him credit on Titanic going back and looking at it and go and knowing the details that they went into i'm not talking about the romance i'll mention that in a minute but the details they went into on the ship to bring that in uh, onto mm-hmm. the screen donald lynch i've met him and ken marshall both of them are titanic historians Don Lynch is a little bit more than Ken Marshall. Marshall is more of a maritime artist, and he's done some beautiful work of Titanic before she sank, the wreck site. He's also done other ships. Um, I met them. I knew the the husband and wife that started the actual Titanic Historical Society, where I got to go to two conventions. Uh, I showed the autograph that I got from molly brown's great granddaughter Hmm. the autograph i got from the oscar-winning costume designer for the movie um she said when she first finally saw the movie intact the people that were with her said you're going to get an oscar for these costumes and she did deservedly so um but yeah there when i went back and was going through my old titanic facts the titanic in today's dollars cost as much as what James Cameron spent making the movie, $200 million. Also, um, 200 million by today's? The Titanic in today's dollars would have cost 200 million to build. Because I, I just pulled uh, this bad boy up because I was inter- I was intrigued by it. And when I hit the adjust for inflation, this says it, uh, it, that t- today it would have been 400 million. Okay, well, in... Today's dollars, you have four hundred million in nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. Let me see they what would Wikipedia. Have out. They would yeah. have out. And I remember Cameron even joked uh, he could have just built a full scale Titanic, floated it out to the Atlantic, and just it's, it's sank it there. Isn't that some I, crazy Australian yeah. billionaire that's been trying to do that? I know uh, the Chinese are building Titanic too. Yeah, good luck with that. I don't know who they're going to get to go on board. Well, I'm sure some crazy person will be like, oh, I want to go on Titanic too. No way. I, uh-uh. 
so just the name I, alone you're like that's kind of a <laughs> yeah i mean i i, I they, will uh, not i will not they renamed go. britannic for that reason did what now i'm they sorry renamed Brit- sorry i mean they renamed britannic for that reason as well yes yes and that's uh, that Titan- that's titanic's sister that hit a mine a during, mine world, during war world war one yeah it was originally gigantic yes but. And then, yeah, they made the Britannic, and she was a hospital ship, mm-hmm. and she right sank. Off of Greece. Yes, it's just right off of Greece, and she didn't go as deep as the Titanic. Mm-hmm. So she's in fairly shallow water. Divers can actually go down to her. Titanic's more than two miles down. Yes. So I, I have a lot of admiration for James Cameron in that he still does dives down to the Titanic. Sure. Um, he did one. The documentary is called "Ghosts of the Abyss." Mm-hmm. Uh, he went down, I think, with Doctor Ballard, who discovered the wreck site, and there yeah. were some other people. And they had come back from one of the dives and were told that nine eleven had happened. Mm-hmm. So, and they were kind of trying to put it in perspective. Us diving down to this ship that no longer exists how important is that to the world's getting ready to explode and it's like it's the same thing with doing archaeological digs anywhere in the whole world it's like there is some importance to it you know so it was so nice seeing the movie again and seeing all the detail and i know people talk about oh well the romance was kind of corny the thing is there's a 19 i think 53 fox production called Titanic starring Barbara Stanwyck and Clifton Webb. And that story is just totally off the charts. So anytime you say, well, I thought Titanic was kind of soap opera having Rose and Jack, go and look at that old version and tell me if it's even uh, even more soap yeah. opera. Are those so, the only two like mainstream versions of the film or are there a lot of other two? There's, there's a, night night to to re- a Night to Remember, which is mm. More iconic because it was based on Walter Lord's book, which was written in the 50s, has as much information as they had up to that point. Because there were some witnesses that saw her break in two, but Mm. the board of inquiry kind of just poo-pooed that. And we didn't find out, of course, until Dr. Ballard discovered the wreck site. Um, But A Night to Remember is quite good. It's a little more factual. Um, I think the story kind of revolved a little bit around more around uh, Lightaller, who was one of the officers that survived. Uh, they did change some of the names. Uh, and unfortunately, it seems like a lot of it was filmed in a like hotel. Mm. for the dining rooms and stuff. The dining rooms do not have the same detail that Cameron has in his movie. Yeah. So I would recommend it. I would say if you're in a soap opera kind of mood, watch the 53 Titanic, which I heard somebody on the anniversary say um, it actually looks better than A Night to Remember. There were several made-for-TV movies. I Mm-hmm. Swear I saw one with George C. Scott as Captain Smith, and then of course there's there's Cameron's movie, which Fox thought this was going to be a total disaster. 
because the money just kept getting pumped into it and pumped into it. And Cameron even built that set down in Baja, which mm -hmm. was also used in Master and Commander. And then it blew up and became, at that time, the biggest box office hit. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh, and I even showed everybody pictures of uh, Gloria Stewart back in the day. And uh, when she was in The Invisible Man, The Old Dark House uh, for James Whale. And she was pretty, everybody was saying she was a babe back then. I was like, yeah, she was. She definitely mm -hmm. was with that beautiful platinum hair and everything. And they had to age her up for Titanic because she wasn't old enough at that point. Right. As, as Rose was supposed to be. But uh, I, I, even, I, I forgot I, you were supposed to be 100. So, yeah. yeah, she's supposed to. Yeah, I know they said 101, 100 or something because that one dude was kind of joking. Well, she should be ancient by now. It's like, yeah, yeah, she would be. So uh, it just brought back a lot of good memories of the, con mm -hmm. the conventions I went to. And I know the historian says that um, James Cameron pretty much had them on speed dial. Uh, so he could call them up in the middle of the night. It's like, okay, we're getting ready to do this. We're getting ready to do that. Uh, is that going to be historically accurate? So I think he was pretty historically accurate as far as the movie's concerned. Uh, well, uh, I think there was one one uh, part like early on during the sinking. Remember, it was one of the uh, uh, crewmen who shot one of the shot one of the guys in the light in the lifeboat before turning it on himself yeah mm. but the family yes and the family of like the actual person was like no that didn't happen and like oh, okay so i guess yeah there i know there's a lot of controversy about whether anyone was shot during those final moments and I don't know why they didn't just go with a fictional character, why they picked Officer Murdoch since he existed. Hmm. And okay. yeah, I, he's that's one of those uh, that's one of those decisions I'm sure that you know he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry we did. <laughs> we should have went with him. Maybe if they shot Cal, everybody would have cheered if they had shot Cal. Hmm. But um yeah, it's a great cast. Um Oh, it doesn't fill in later. Yes, yes. I remember Rose saying that after the depression that he yes. uh, um, ended up shooting himself. But yeah, it's just a beautiful movie. And um, I, 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 it just brought back a lot of memories of me reading up on it and studying on it. And that I actually got, I got to meet a Titanic survivor before she mm -hmm. passed away. Uh, got to see Dr. Ballard talk. Uh, it's here. just brought brought back a lot of memories. And I just bought a new Titanic book uh, on her and her sisters, the Olympic who outlasted them all in the Britannic. Mm -hmm. And um, I showed you all on that Thursday night, I showed you all the White Star Line book on the Olympic that came into my family that I have nobody knew where it came from. So that's something that's very dear to me. But I I, I really have to hand it to James Cameron as eccentric as he is, that he still seems to care about Titanic when he steps out of Pandora for a few minutes and mm -hmm. uh 
that he never left. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. he seems like he really, he deep down he does care about Titanic, and as some as several people, yeah, Billy Zane is a treasure. He is. I have a child. As he says. <laughs> but um, as people keep saying, one day that she's just going to turn into rust, and she's going to just be this hunk of rust on the ocean floor just like um i think the bismarck is even deeper than her and that's in the indianapolis mm -hmm. that sank during world war ii and it's like that's pretty much all that's left is a hunk of rust and one day we won't be able to tell anything about her anymore so uh, yeah rewatch the movie and just look at how beautiful it is and how they worked in physical effects with the the the, the cgi and mm -hmm. i think like lord of the rings it really holds up oh absolutely and, and the mm -hmm. only other movie that i looked at was jesus of nazareth mm. which i hadn't seen in years i it was it's a made for t well it's a miniseries yes. and i saw it when i was growing up and it was like one of those family events that we all you know we looked at over several nights and it goes all the way back to before uh, when Mary, you know, receives the message that she's going to have the Messiah all the way up through his resurrection. And oh, I think, point. oh, I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, that, that was bad. I didn't. I forgot. Oh, okay. Borknoin, was it? Yes. I just, man. Yes. Ernest Borgnine played the centurion who goes to Jesus and says, "My, I have a servant that I care for and he's like a son to me. Would would you heal him? And Jesus is like, well, I'll come to your house. And he's saying, no, I'm not worthy that you come to my house. If you just say the word, I know my servant will be healed. And it's like this guy is a Roman centurion and he's got more faith than a lot of these people that are listening mm -hmm. to, to Jesus. Uh, I keep trying to check on Robert Powell because I knew him from some BBC productions, and what's so funny is that um, oh, where, do, where, where do you go after you play Jesus? That's just like this ultimate role, you know? Yeah, I knew he was in Tommy. Um, That's where you go. You, you go from Jesus to, to what, being in Tommy. Tom, Tommy would have been before. He was in the Italian job, but that was a very tiny Oh, role. that's right. It was before, yeah. And, and uh, uh, job. um, but it's kind of like Max von Sydow played Jesus. Uh, Jeffrey Hunter, I think, died not long after he played Jesus. And, um, uh, but he's quite good. And I, I know a lot of people really, really like Passion of the Christ, but it's like if you want to see the entire story, I would recommend mm -hmm. Jesus of Nazareth. Michael same York here. was quite good as John the Baptist, and you can tell they're in the same age range because there were only a few months between the two of them as far as ages. So Michael York worked. I thought he worked a whole lot better than Charlton Heston did in The Greatest Story Ever Told. Mm -hmm. uh, James Farentino's Peter. Uh, Christopher Plummer's Herod Antipas, uh, Anthony Quinn. Oh my gosh, I can't remember who he played. Ian McShane plays Judas. So Anthony Quinn was Caiaphas. Caiaphas. Okay, well, see, I haven't seen that part yet. I'm like one hour. 
Away yes, three. It's three hundred and eighty-two minutes for those yes. wondering. So it covers a lot of ground. Yes. Rod Steiger is one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Uh, mm. I just saw Claudia Cardinal. She played the adulteress, the one that they were going to stone. Mm. Uh, mm. Stacy Keach is Barabbas. Uh, Peter Ustinov played Herod the Great, so he's been out it for a while. Uh, Ian Holm plays, I think it's a fictional character because I don't remember this from the Bible. He plays one of the chief scribes Zara. at the temple. And yeah, Zara. And I, I, I'm figuring that's, that's fictional. Um, Yorgov Yagis, he's already out of it. He played Joseph. Anne Bancroft played Mary Magdalene. Olivia Hussey played uh, Mary. Nice. Yeah, so, Zara, just a quick, so yeah, Zara, it's a name mentioned. It was a bit of a common name, but uh, Zara is a character in scripture mentioned in Genesis, First Chronicles, and Joshua. So there's only three mentions. So there at least is a connection there for. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know when he speaks, when Jesus is driven out the money changers and everything, and he comes out and he's like i've been following your work for a long time and um and judas is already speaking to this zara about what you need to hear him and everything and i I think in in kind of a way zara knows jesus is the messiah but he doesn't want to rock the boat Mm -hmm. because the sanhedrin would not look you know well on that and yeah uh james mason James Mason. James Mason. All right, back. I just had to check, expecting something at the door. Okay. Um, so checking back every now and then. Yeah, it's. I, I'm sorry, it's been so since I've seen. Um. Because I, yeah, I just remember having very fond memories of it, and it was highly rated when it, when it came out, uh, which has been yeah years ago. But I, I recommend it. It's going to take several hours of your night, but just split it up. Like take three nights, split it up over you know watch ninety minutes or a couple of hours of it, yes. and uh, definitely put it in your you know what your Easter movies are going to be. Mm-hmm. Put that alongside Passion of the Christ or any other Ben Hur Ten Commandments, okay. you know, whatever. Yeah, I've never seen this one, so no. Yeah, really? ab- yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, ab- yeah, absolutely. And I was looking at some some of the people. Yeah, uh, Laura said the Titanic movie introduced the story to a whole new generation. That's that's true. It did um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people that were in the live chat. There's a couple of channels that do. Um, a real-time sinking every year. And there were so many people that said, I got introduced to Titanic because of Cameron's movie, where you had one generation that came in on it because of A Night to Remember and like that. Yeah, you had a whole generation that found out about her thanks to Cameron's movie. So I'll always give him credit for that. And it, because it means a lot that when I'm gone, there will be a generation behind me or another generation that will know about the Titanic and will be able to carry that on. So that, that means a lot to me. And Nathan, yeah, I love Terminator, Terminator 2 and True Lies, but I think as a history buff, I've been hearing about the Titanic since I was a kid. My grandparents talked about her. So I, even though I like those other movies, that's why Titanic means so much to me. Mm-hmm. 
and Bruce was like the deep dives. Yeah, I love those deep dive documentaries. I really do. And I think, uh, Laura, this one is the only one that you've ever seen. Yeah, that's the only Jesus, uh, the Jesus of Nazareth is the only one I've ever seen. Yeah, if you're going to see one, I would say this is it. Mm. That. You know, and I and I think I've seen pretty much all of them. <laughs> Even going yeah. all the way back to DeMille's Silent King of Kings, which is a really good movie. Oh, that made me think people that play Jesus, what became of them? H. B. Warner Odin is in Sunset Boulevard. Oh, He's okay. one of the wax works as Interesting. and he was also in his final movie was the Ten Commandments. He's the old man that um, Caleb is carrying. Who says I'm dried up like like water? Something to that effect, and he's got a little fig tree seedling. But that was his last role. But H. B. Warner played the pharmacist in It's a Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and oh. he was also a drunk and a womanizer. So it's kind of yeah. hard for me to look at King of Kings and go, "Oh my gosh, I think <laughs> he and the woman who played Mary Magdalene had an affair." Just saying. <laughs> Demille was like, put a handler on him. We need to control him. So <laughs> well, you could separate art from artist, but only if, if the art is especially pristine. Yes. And and DeMille's King of Kings is wonderful, but I can see DeMille saying, Yeah, the public doesn't need to know what our Jesus is doing in his private time. Because that's one of those things, yeah, they would have hidden it back in the, you know, back then. But yeah, that's the only thing, the only ones that I saw because it was just kind of a busy month for me. So, um, cool. That's that's it. And yeah, Jacob said, yeah, that's a really beautiful story about the centurion who said Mm -hmm. he didn't need Jesus to come to his house. He just believed. It's Mm -hmm. like the lady to touch the hem of his garment. Yeah, and Jesus knew that had gone out of him, and he just, you know, like who touched me? And the disciples are like, "Well, there's hundreds of people touching you," but mm-hmm. he knew that it was her. So, uh, yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, and if you want to uh, see more of, oh, Laura's Laura's in again. Will the real Laura please stand up? Hello. Yeah, my, Sorry. My <laughs> she is. But if you want to uh, read more reviews from Tina, because she writes reviews, you can check out her letterbox, which is Tina B underscore 987. And of course, you can uh, follow her and Stephanie B's YouTube channel, uh, Soup to Nuts. And and y'all's next show is this Friday? This Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Nice. So come by by and join us. I'll post the links in a little bit. Very cool. So, Zakay Man. What you been up to? Oh, oh, he's a robot. Oh, he's a robot. oh no. no. <laughs> he starts talking a bit and then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. uh, we were talking earlier about the Wi Fi and the uh, internet. I think he's uh, just gotten back in. Let's see. Maybe. Hello? K-Man, are you with us? K-Man, can you hear me? Do you want to build a snowman? Oh, robot. Oh, no. 
he's had he's had a stable connection this whole time. <laughs> oh no. Darn. Okay, man. You there, bud? Okay, man, can you hear me? Danger, K-Man, danger! Alright, well, while we wait for uh, him to come back on, let us see uh, who has been in the chat. Let's see. Orange Hat says he's invisible on screen uh, pretty much at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, he, he, like, he keeps getting dropped off. I think he's having some internet issues. Because uh, as we mentioned earlier... Uh, he's been having issues finding workable internet in his region. And so right now all he's got is basically hotspot data. And obviously hotspot data is not always the best for, uh, YouTubing for uploading anything. Cause normally you can get decent download speeds, but when it comes to getting any type of upload speed, typically you don't get it as much. Uh, K man, you there? Can you hear me? Can I can, but it cut off. At the very end. Uh, well. Can, can everybody hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love tapping. All right. So you were uh, saying that you'd uh, seen a few movies. Yeah. In Uncharted, uh, it, to me, it was a generic version of a National Treasure. Truth. Yeah. I mean, yep. And it's like it's like if you like if you went to a store and you instead of buying a name brand cereal, you you grab one of the bags of cereal that's some kind of off the wall name. That that's what it reminded me of. That's a pretty accurate description, I would say. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a film that I watched, and that's about as like at this point, that's about as much as I can say about it because I've honestly forgotten a lot about it. <laughs> that, truthfully, man, I've probably seen it way after you have, but it, mm-hmm. remember what it is that I mean, I, with the exception of like. I, I kind of get what the director was trying to, to do or writers or whatnot or to whenever they were trying to have these got you moments like, yeah, this person side and then the next scene they're, they're drawing you and this and that, but they did that way too many times. Yeah. Too many twists and turns. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, they tried to subvert expectations, and we've learned this from The Last Jedi. It's just, uh, doesn't work out when you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I try to give credit to actors and whatnot, but the movie itself, it just, it's one of those ones that, I mean, I had a problem with seeing it, but I have no rush to see it again yeah what i didn't know is that Mm -hmm. actually this guy um so the person who directed the film is the same one that did the first venom film and then also did both zombie land films which is interesting oh 
And he did Gangster Squad. You think that? Yeah, I know. What? Then that's in yeah. the mix too. <laughs> gangster Squad. Oh my goodness, Gangster. Oh, all, all I can remember is the really bad makeup that was put onto uh, Sean Penn. That's what I remember from that film. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I wanted to like this one, but I just uh, it didn't leave an impact on me. I can't believe it. That came back in 2013. It's been that long, but you know that was the movie that apparently they had to reshoot a scene because of the uh, Dark Knight Rising. Oh, like, uh, theater shooting. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So, and it's. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, that is what that film is best known for. You don't remember the film yes. for the film. You don't remember it for the plot or anything else because really, there's nothing that special in it. What you remember is yeah, they had to reshoot it because there in the film was supposed to be a shootout in a theater. There was supposed to be a, a mobster uh, shootout, like just killing a bunch of people in the theater, and because of the Dark Knight shooting. They had to like pause the film and then I had to reshoot and, and re-edit and everything. So Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'd forgotten about that. But yeah, that that's what that's what I remember at the movie is that they had to change it because of real life events. Yes. Man. Also I still like the uh the uh forties LA mm. setting, but yeah. Other than that, like it didn't mm-hmm. didn't uh, leave any kind of impact, like I yeah. said. Absolutely. So for uh, K-Man, as you were watching the movie, did you think to yourself, man, I wish that they had gotten Nathan Fillion instead? I think he would have been a better choice as far as the main character goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they might have had to change it up a little bit since he's not, you know, spring chicken anymore. But I think it would have been for the best, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Especially, I mean, not only is pretty good actor but also he the looks wise he comes closer than what holland did mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and uh just like with matt you also saw saw the hedgehog too so what were your thoughts on that yeah but uh for what is wasn't a bad movie uh mm. i mean uh i i will say that i personally i in first one over the second one uh because the first one mm. Uh, first one, I actually had a few good laughs throughout the thing. This one here, uh, I mean, I enjoyed what was going on in the screen, but a lot of the things that were supposed to be funny, I didn't even, I barely caught myself smiling at. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's just I had higher expectations or something, I don't know. But now, as far as I like, uh, a lot of people will talk about a wedding scene. Now, mm-hmm. that that one there, it, uh, truthfully, it could have done without, but, I mean, even with it being in there, if maybe they cut it a little bit shorter, not spent as time on it as they did, it might have worked out a little better. But truthfully, I think they they spent too much time in that one particular scene. Mm. I can definitely yeah because I I did find it entertaining that at least that part that sequence with the bridezilla stuff I don't know like I, I guess it might just be because also that kind of stuff gets me you know how everyone has those things where it's like I don't know why I find it funny but I just happen to find it funny so I think oh, that funny. that's it but you know that's why I think it fits place. yeah and it, mm. I think that that kind of hit, hit that but I agree I think that 
yeah, the length of it could have been because the film, I think, is is also a, a bit longer than it needs to be. You know, it's a little a little mm-hmm. over two hours long, and I think it would have been better suited yeah. to be like an hour forty five. I think it would have yeah. worked better, especially as a Sonic film. You know, Sonic Sonic Fast uh, yes. should be like <laughs> built into it to be either a ninety minute or hour forty five minute film. You know, as yeah. my dog Willow. If you don't hear, I don't know if you hear a growling in the background, but <laughs> yeah. Oh my she, God. Yeah, she has, so she has a, it's a bone. So she has, you know, a little rawhide bone. And River's right next to me, staring at her. And just because <laughs> she's staring at her, Willow thinks that her bone's in danger. So Willow is growling, trying to scare her away. Even though she's just by me. <sighs> but anyway... Yes, Sonic Two. I think it could have been better, but you know. So you liked it a little bit more than I did, then. Uh, probably a little bit more. Uh, as far as like the actors go, uh, Knuckles, it, the voice itself threw me off. I have nothing against mm. Elba or anything like that, but it, it just. To me, the voice did not match up to what I was expecting with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. It was a weird choice. Yeah. Like I said, star power. Maybe. Yeah. But mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah, I even remember in the... Yeah, but... yeah. And then there's this other film which I really want to know more about because <laughs> uh, so for those that might be K man always comes in with at least a film or two yeah, where nice. we immediately say, okay, tell us more. And this film is a film called dinosaur hotel. <laughs> the tagline is the hunt is on and you're the prey. So, so tell us, tell us about dinosaur hotel. <laughs> Let's just say that I'm glad that I found it in the bargain bin at Walmart and not actually paid a full price of it. Uh, boy, I, I don't even know where to begin with this. One. <laughs> so when you say bargain, so was this a DVD or a Blu-ray? It's a DVD. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was one of those Look. ones that uh, then it wasn't even five dollars for it. And uh. So yeah, pretty much the whole premise of it is is that this it starts out with this woman at a therapist because apparently she can't get over a breakup of with her and her husband. And so she doesn't know how she's gonna get over it and take care of her kids at the same time, and whatnot. Next thing you know, she's being offered a chance to be on some type of game show. And uh so pretty much they get to the hotel and they try to figure out because there's like five or six other contestants besides her and come to find out that they have to survive 24 hours at the hotel from dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> already sounds better than the next Jurassic World movie. Oh. <laughs> what a twist what a twist yeah. <laughs> but that but that ain't even a half over that <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness the, the the kids themselves didn't even need to be in the movie 
It's like they just threw them in there just to have them in there. Wow. Uh, it sounds acting... almost like a, a like a variation of Squid Game with this description. It says, dinosaurs begin to hunt her down for entertainment of the rich and wealthy. Can she be the last to survive the horrific night to win the prize as she runs from dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah, because the prize is supposed to be a hundred thousand uh, pound in the last person the whole thing that's it and uh 100,000 pounds that's all they yeah. get <laughs> <laughs> wow and they, they, they try to make it like it's some kind of big where like wealthy people watch it and whatnot which they allude to towards the end where they're like mm -hmm. yeah don't you know you were all over the web uh we've had cameras everywhere but you never with the exception of the one that actually set up the whole deal you don't see nobody else like they're like yeah this, this is where people go to gamble to bet on who's going to win and whatnot but you don't never see anybody actually gambling on the whole thing wow and pretty much the the and i i, I don't even know if i want to get into the graphics of the dinosaurs oh uh, i can only imagine and, is a uh, is top notch yeah. one of the things you want to say about the uh, <laughs> graphics? Oh, Asylum. Oh, uh, let's put it this way: the the first thing that came to my mind when watching this movie was I don't know if you ever seen it or not, a Birdemic. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Oh, uh, all hail Birdemic. Huh. Actually, uh. I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. This isn't terrible. When you said the CGI wasn't very, oh, that's, that's kind not of cute. Yeah. Said, that's not terrible. Yeah, well, th this looks better than what they were showing on the actual video. <laughs> now these now these other shots. Oh, that's not that's not too bad. Now keep in mind, this is a still shot. I'm sure the motion is yeah. what. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I just oh, love the gut. But the gut pointing. Look, you've the got the dino. You've got the dino and you've got the hotel. <laughs> I was just laughing at the guy in the hallway with the gun because it looked like it was green screen. Oh my goodness. I think pretty much a lot of it was because just like whenever like somebody is getting attacked, uh, you can tell the blood is like CGI'd in. And the acting is way over the top. You, you have, like, especially the main character, she's in there supposed to be scared of what's, or she don't know what it is. She just knows that it's something bad, but she's screaming like she's being eaten alive and nothing's touching her. <laughs> the, 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 the kids, they look like they, they must have had acting lessons from Brie Larson. Oh no! I mean, all, 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 all their all their uh, lines were like it's like they were fed one line at a time, and nothing, and none of them had like if they were excited about something, they had a blank stare on their face. Scared, they had a blank stare on their face. And just, oh man! <laughs> wow, you, that you, looks phenomenal. Uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say I picked a real winner on this one. <laughs> <laughs>
I always appreciate the movies that you find. Like, it's just, there's always one where it's like, okay, now I feel like I just have to watch this. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> so how, yeah, so and, uh, if you can find it free. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was on Tubi TV. So if you have Tubi TV, you might be able oh, to access it yeah. there. I was going to. I was gonna say if you if you can find it for free, go ahead and take a look at it. But yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, you're still working on your album, right? Yeah, with everything that's going on since the move, uh, uh, kind of backed off a little bit. But I'm starting to get back with everything. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just a couple of months ago released the instrumental. Uh, that one there, it, uh, more or less, is, uh, I guess you could think uh, along the lines of something like, as far as style goes, like the Nutcracker. Okay. Uh, oh. uh, nice. That one I had meant to put out, I had meant to put it out around Christmas time, but it, it's one of those ones that you, it probably would be better set during that time, but you could listen to it anytime, really. Okay. But I'm also doing that. Uh, I'm getting back into trying to finish a book that I had started writing. And uh, hopefully if things go smoothly within the next month, I'm hoping to start doing a podcast. Nice. Very cool. If you need any uh, advice on editing software, things like that, you just let me know. And I'll try and share what I can. Appreciate it. Absolutely. But yeah, K-Man, you can check him out. Uh, he's got a tea public store. So if you want to support him, you can get some t-shirts. X the Boundaries uh, is the name of his site as well. So uh, you can follow him, of course, at the K-Man or at the OG K-Man. And then his site is xtheboundaries.co to get access to his music and to follow along. You keep everyone uh, up to date with uh, some news posts, updates, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, within the next week or so, it pro- well, it probably won't be until the end of this coming week. I'm going to try to get all that information updated because I I gotta update some of the music stuff on it mm-hmm. as well. Nice, and I love I love the lo- the logo you got for the X the boundaries. Mm. Thank you. That's that's a nice looking shirt right there. Oh, and you offered in green too. Yes, yeah, I, try, I tried my best to uh, get as many different colors because I know everybody like doesn't like black or white or yeah normal colors. I that, appreciate that. I, I appreciate giving the variety. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you look at stores these days, uh, it, it's harder for me to shop stuff because I, I like to because uh, mm-hmm. you look at most stores, you have white, black maybe a dark blue and red and mm-hmm. that's pretty much most outfits for especially men these days but they don't have too many so i whenever i create my own stuff I my best to match up to where people have variety of stuff mm-hmm. yeah absolutely okay man thank you very much thanks for sharing and being here man thank you yeah. yeah thank of course of course glad that you can make it mm-hmm. so uh that is going to be uh it for this 
episode of the Chosen of Valhalla stream for April and also for this episode of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. I want to thank my Chosen for for joining. So for Tina, Matt, K-Man, also, of course, Laura, who was on a little earlier. And shout out to Mr. Roy, who unfortunately has to work. And also a big shout out to Rosetta Allen as well. Uh, again, praying for her, and please keep her in your mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers as she, again, struggles with, for those that maybe entered in late, uh, recently lost her dad, so keep her uh, and the repose of his soul in your prayers, as well as her family, as I know they go through this difficult time. Um, and uh, I want to thank everyone who is a uh, Patreon subscribe star, YouTube, um, and all the other places. I feel like, again, it's, I feel like I'm always forgetting play, locals, uh, supporters, and uh, for all the love and all support. But we are a little bit over time, and it looks like uh, Baby Thor did wake up uh, a little bit early, and so I need to go take care of him and, and take over for, for my wife so that way she can go lay down and relax a little bit. But uh, I'll go ahead and, of course, uh, give uh, give each of my chosen opportunity just to, to say goodbye. So, uh, Tina, thank you for joining again. Oh, you're welcome. And I've put uh, everything in the chat, our links. I just put up a new trailer for us, and the show will be Friday, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Uh, we're going to try not to go too long because three hours was really, really pushing it. So <laughs> uh, we'll uh, try to do a shorter show. But yeah, tune in. Hi, Jinx, me and Steph are off too. We're having a good time. And Soul Assassin, the Northman, was great. I definitely recommend it. I saw yours. Nice. Very good. Yeah, check out her YouTube channel. And again, she posted the link, and I'm highlighting it right now to see which uh, post it is. But go to that uh, link to the to the next episode on this Friday and hit that remind button so that way y'all can tune in live. And Tina, smash thank you that, as always for being... Smash that yes. like button. Yeah, you, you highlighted the Dinosaur Hotel. Link. And then I highlighted the, the yeah, I highlighted that one yeah. first, and then I highlighted this one. <laughs> uh, had to highlight the Dinosaur Hotel. It is free on YouTube. So, uh, but also, also free on YouTube is uh, Soup to Nuts. Next episode, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Tina's channel. And uh, so, sub to her, sub to Steph as well. And uh, thank you again for for being the Empress of the Universe and for for modding. You're welcome. Of course, uh, Matt three one seven. Thank you very much for joining as well. You're welcome. You're welcome, Odin. Yeah, anything to shout? Uh, just uh, posted a link. Though uh, the chat kind of already highlighted my username here, but essentially, you can follow me on uh, Twitch, Twitter, Minds, Instagram, and lately I've been doing a lot, doing some more streaming on Twitch. Been at, at a little bit more off. We're active on that, so be wanting to follow me on there as well. And, and that's Matt three one seven over there yep. as well. Oh yes, and yeah, it was a it was a very it was a pleasure to speak with you fine people. Absolutely. Well, thank you for for joining again. And mm-hmm. here is again the uh, the Twitch right. channel. So Matt three one seven, go follow him yep. over there. And uh, do you have a, another stream planned anytime soon? Uh, probably Monday. Trying okay. to get back into Monday through Wednesday at seven central. Nice, but work uh, work pending, and depending on how I feel that time. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let y'all know. All right, oh, Anonymous is here. Hi, Anonymous. What's up, Anonymous? How's it going? But Matt, thank you for being here again. Go follow him over on Twitch and all the socials. 
Matt317 at Matt317. So thank you again, good sir. And thank that you. background again is looking phenomenal. Makes me inspired to have to work on mine sooner than later. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's some art. It's a holy iconography. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And also Zikaman came in. Thank you again for joining. And once again, xtheboundaries.co. Uh, if you want to follow him, uh, again, he's got his albums up there. He's got links to his Teespring, uh, to, to his Tee Public account as well. Support him, and then of course his Twitter uh, at the K Man uh, at the at the OG K Man on Twitter. Thank you, good sir. Thank you. Yes, and also Tina does have a letterbox as well, so you can find her at Tina B underscore nine eight seven for her letterbox for her reviews and such. Yes. She's talking to herself. Anyway, thank you all so very much <laughs> for, for being here today. It's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. So just as normal uh, with the streams uh, being early, uh, no evening stream tonight. Uh, and I'll try and get that blasted out just to remind everybody. So no evening stream tonight. So I'll be back on Tuesday. And, of course, I'll have my box office breakdown video out tomorrow, um, probably around 1 or 2 or so. And also, my plan is to go see everything everywhere all at once on Monday. So expect another car video, whatever the clapping is. Um, so another one of those reviews out Monday evening. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get that out um, uh, Monday evening. And we'll see how the processing and everything goes. Sometimes it's slow. Sometimes it's not. So be on the lookout for that. And then, of course, we'll have our Tuesday night show as well. And uh, thank you everyone for being here hope you everyone ends having a blessed easter still in easter tide uh we are at easter saturday at this point tomorrow it's low sunday um and it's for some it'll be divine mercy sunday so uh, again thank you everyone uh blessed sunday blessed rather blessed uh easter season to everybody here and again a huge shout out to my chosen for for joining and of course stephanie b for modding earlier as well you thank guys are you. all thank you you're all amazing and beautiful people hope you all have a wonderful rest of your uh, day and also i am planning to do some updates to patreon subscribe star levels so don't worry it shouldn't impact too many people but i'll explain more in i'll i still need to make the post but it'll explain some of the differences that will go into effect next month again nothing major right away but just note some changes are, are coming i think that they're they're going to be for the better so anyway you guys are awesome have a wonderful rest of your day and a blessed weekend and as always god bless and now for a huge shout out to all of my April Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Starting off with Patreon with Animation Commentator, Brandon, let's go Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Hymir Ari Hymason, Inflamed Wood, Jacob from Holland, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Priscilla Hall, Rosella Allen, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B., the Empress of the Universe. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And also to my Subscribestar peeps, Matt317, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan4, John B., Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alice McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, 
J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK-Man. And also a huge shout-out to my Locals members, uh, starting off with Kara Tharp, K-Tharp56. Also, UAB, Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, Robert Barnes, and also a huge support as well to Brett D90. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Locals. Thank you again to everyone for supporting the channel. Please, if you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and video, go ahead and check out the top link at the video description. It is my Willow link, as I like to describe it, and it brings you to a link tree where you get access to all of these different locations, as well as all of the various social media platforms that you can follow me on. If you join at the uh, Citizen of Asgard level, you get your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video. Army of Asgard level gets you that, plus you get access to a giveaways channel that I have on discord if you ever don't have access to that giveaways channel please contact me i do send out the link to the discord and and with the instructions on it uh at the beginning of every single month but if you don't have access to that giveaways channel where i'm giving away 4ks and blu-rays and all that kind of stuff as much as i possibly can give away is available there uh please just reach out to me and i will gladly walk through the process to make sure you get access to that giveaways channel and again that is again army of asgard level whether you be on patreon subscribe star or on locals also if you are the keeper of the bifrost level you get access to all of that plus you get access to a podcast that i do with john the flick pick flickinger we try and do it once or twice a month i think we're gonna try and do it twice this month to make up for uh some miscommunication that we had last month so be on the lookout for that and look out for those uh, podcast Q&A posts that are always available on the Patreon main page, the Subscribestar main page, on the YouTube side of things as well. The YouTube community tab, you'll always find the podcast Q&A there and also on the Locals uh, page as well. And if you join at the Chosen of Valhalla level, the highest of the levels, you get access to all of that. Plus, if it's your first month, you get a free t-shirt, any t-shirt you want from my Teespring, my Public, whichever one you want to get it from. You just let me know the size, uh, location I'm sending it to, uh, color, that kind of stuff. You get it sent to you. Plus, you get to be featured once a month on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream where we all come together and just talk about movies and really anything the Chosen wants to talk about. And it is a lot of fun. Anyway, thank you all very much for your love and for your support. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.